爱深深。深深，深深，深深，深深。Welcome to the Action Shelf, the podcast that over. It's the glory of B action movies. I'm John Campbell, and I'm Michael Lisman. Oh, Lisman, this week on the show, we got some new additions to the Action Shelf.、Um, we sure do. <laughs> I told I、uh, I told people about this movie and who was in it, and they're like, "Really? That's, That's who the leads that, of the that movie?" That was my、are? reaction as well. Yeah. Yeah, Antonio <laughs> Banderas. And Sir Ben Kingsley,、mm. there's a knight. I think that's a first for us. I don't think we've had a knight in one of these movies as of yet. Yeah, I don't think so. This this must be a yeah this must be a first. I mean,、uh, Ben like... Kingsley, what an interesting, what an interesting performer with an interesting film career. Yes, you know. Yes, definitely a guy who. I, I mean, you talk just an unpredictable. You never know where this guy is going next. Yes, exactly.、Uh, uh, you know, he's amazing. Obviously, he's one of the best actors out there. He's yeah, you know, he's got royal Shakespearean training.、Um, <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's a guy. It's just I mean, interesting. It's just interesting to like go through such a grueling training process, and then like to come out with the mindset of. Like I will do, I kind of just do a little bit of whatever. I kind of respect it in a way,、mm-hmm. even though. There's a number of movies that Ben Kingsley has been in that I don't care for.、Uh, sure. Like there, I can't help but sort of respect his. I don't, I don't know if respect is the right word, but just like be fascinated by some of the choices、uh, that he makes. Right.、Um, uh, absolutely. I mean, he's a guy who, and I think there's a lot. I, I, it's interesting a lot, and I see it a lot with these trained guys who you would, you know, these classically trained. British guys, you would think they would be only doing the cream of the crop, but if anything, these guys seem to treat acting really as a career, as a thing where it's like,、yeah. well, I, you know, I do this because they paid me to do it, and I need、mm-hmm. the money for this, and you know, maybe then I go and do something else that's, you know, I can go do a Shakespeare play or something, but in the meantime,、yeah. I'll be in security.、Um, but- I have to wonder if there's like part of part of the training. Because I know, like the way that sort of the entertainment industry in England and Britain works, it's kind of very cohesive. Everything sort of feeds into, it, like everything else.、Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's like an element of their training that is all about like the business of it, the industry of it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Like, know. I, I I found that a lot of、uh, education for for acting and and for the performance arts. Generally, don't lean into sort of the business side of it. Which it's all about theory. It's all about craft. Which you know, kind of is a shame because then that leaves you totally adrift when you come、oh, yeah, out、yeah. of it and are trying to actually be an actor, <laughs> like yeah, professional. Like, okay, I know I know how to do the role.、Mm-hmm. How do I get the role?、Mm-hmm. That's that's the next question. How do you、know? get an agent?、Um, how do you you know where are the avenues to find parts to whatever? It's yeah complicated and hard and 
Well, the thing I think that's interesting about, and this is, of course, what people tuned into this week's episode to hear us talk about. <laughs> but the thing, I, yeah. the thing I like about the British school of thought is there is a track that most of the actors follow, unlike American um, acting schools, where you come out of acting school, you do the Shakespeare plays mostly. You, you, know, you mostly go right into the classics. And then usually those people make the jump to the BBC. It's sort of a, and then to wherever. But there is sort of a, like, path. That that yeah. almost every British actor follows the same path. If you look at their career, there is sort of a laid out. You do, you know, you really pound the stage doing mm -hmm. the classics. Then you go to the BBC because they're always needing people, and oh, then yeah. Yeah. that from there is usually where you get the exposure to do other stuff. Or some people, yeah, just you look at people's careers where they just stay in the BBC forever. And that's which is also a long running legitimate career that you can totally, absolutely, you know, stick with. Absolutely. What's interesting lots of quality. is that like it, it seems like that path, although there are some minor changes, it seems pretty steadfast mm -hmm. throughout like the history of, yeah. uh, of uh, the BBC and all and all that. Yeah. Which is interesting because America is just so like like er all the advice you get from American actors on how to sort of quote unquote make it mm -hmm. um, is they like most people will will admit like I mean what works for me no longer works you know it's ever changing I, I it's heard never I heard somebody say this once and I think it's very true it, it the, the way in America it works it's almost like as soon as somebody breaks in they immediately mm -hmm. seal up the hole that guy used. Yeah, which like, is strange. I don't, I don't think it's a conscious choice no. by the industry, but no, no. it is interesting that that's how it turns and out. And I, I think a big reason for it is the BBC is a government-funded thing. It's it's just it, it's not a profit-driven thing like like American yeah. networks are and stuff like that. So it's mm. just a given. It's always going to be there. They're not battling for supremacy in the way that these things are. It's all just mm -hmm. taxes pay for television. Basically, what we it? have yeah. with PBS is yeah. everything over there with their network, at least. They have premium cable channels as well. But So now that we've gotten into our second year of uh, the action shelf, we have uh, just started to espouse the... Uh, <laughs> the benefits of socialized entertainment yeah. uh, and industry. Here uh, we are. So. Well, I mean, it is, it is something I haven't talked about. I'm going like, this is why their TV is often better than ours. Um. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, we've got, we've got premium cable now, which has a lot of good. That's, shit, but, that's um, the thing. It's, it, it ain't the network shit that I'm raving about. <laughs> well, yeah, that the network, I'm, I still am shocked when I see like, Oh yeah, there's still yeah. There's an NBC, you know, yeah, <laughs> Uh, I know hour I, forty-five minute drama or, yeah, or whatever, I, or a I, CBS I, comedy or, or I, whatever. I know. hardly watch any of it these days. Yeah, um, and, you know, you're you're somebody who watches a lot of stuff, John. I uh, watch so a that ton is, of it. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, that's the thing where it's 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 just like it's not even that I dislike it as much. I'm just like all this good shit on the streaming services and the cable. I don't have time to go watch as much as I may enjoy like the occasional procedural or something. I don't have the time to watch the six no, FBI there's... shows that are on CBS. Yeah. I mean, there's just no time. There's no. too much. There's too much quality content, which is why yeah. we put the time aside to watch security. Yes, exactly. <laughs> True quality. Here we go. 2017's security. Um, 
this is uh, we were talking about this just before we came on listen this is about as good as one of these movies gets it's pretty good it's this it, movie i kind of liked watchable it. Yeah. yeah i mean it's That's, it's it's not amazing not it's not amazing or anything but it's a no. totally serviceable little action movie yeah like i was i i was watching it going the whole time I kept waiting for the, 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 the turn that a lot of these make where it's like, all right, Jesus, what are they doing now? But it's just like, no, it just kind of hummed along. It was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. It's yeah. very but, it's very lean and brief, mm -hmm. but it also doesn't bite off more than it can chew. It is a very simple premise that is yes. very competently done. Yes, exactly. Um, exactly. And the action is similar in that mm -hmm, vein mm -hmm. it's yeah it's not nothing to really write home about no, no. It, it it doesn't there's very few moments of the action that really like jump out at me uh and i i would probably not remember much of it uh, if i didn't take notes no but, but it is it, it's not glaringly bad no and and well. and you are invested in it while it's happening maybe it doesn't stick yes. with you but you but it's all so it's all once again I mean, it's the lowest praise. We're, I keep using I the we keep using the word competent because that's what it is. It's all yeah. just it's professionally done. It's well cut. It's well shot. There's no glaringly yeah. bad choreography or anything. It's all just kind of going. Yeah, I was watching going. Yeah. Sure, I was never like totally adrenalized by it, but I was pulled in enough that I I didn't. With some of these movies, I'm going like, oh my god, when I'm watching. <laughs> you know, I'm sitting there going, oh, how long does this have? This thing hummed yeah. along for the 88 minutes it runs, and yeah. um, and uh, everybody in it is good. Like I, the only exception, mm. and I'm I I won't really blame the the actual actor is is the kid. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, and yeah. only because it's children actor. It's it's hard. Yeah, you know, you don't have the experience, uh, and if you don't have a director who's really good at working with kids, yeah. like a Spielberg, right? Um, then like you're sort of doomed to fail a little bit. That that I would say, like other than that, the acting just all around was was very good. Absolutely, um, and like the script wasn't was actually pretty. It's it's good too. It's a solid script. I mean, it does things we rarely see on the show, like. Stuff they set up comes back. There yes, are there's threads. a lot of that. Yeah, there are threads. Yeah. There's a character arc for our main character. He, you know, yeah. once again, it's all very simple, but yeah. that's good for one of these movies. It's as we've always mm -hmm. talked about. If you don't have the money, if you don't have a big movie, keep it mm -hmm. simple, keep it lean and focused, and this movie does that. Yeah, there's not a lot of goofy side characters there's not a lot of subplots there's no overly complicated stuff it's a very yeah. simple it's a siege this is a siege movie um, yeah exactly uh, I, I i would i would legitimately watch um the the creator like the director of this movie uh do something else with like a bigger budget and see like i'd be curious to see this guy okay so I, I'm, I'm looking up this guy right now uh alain uh de rocher uh, who is uh, surprise surprise a French filmmaker? I just uh, uh, and this is one of the few American movies he's made. Oh okay. Uh, he also did something. Uh, oh no, this is a French movie too. This might be the only American film he's made. Because um, I was going to say he did something called Nitro Rush that sounds like a movie we're doing here, but that's also in France. 
Um, looks like he he's done. Oh, he's been directing some American TV. I think. Hmm. No, never mind. These are also European stuff. Anyway, uh, I believe this is it. Then this is his one American film, and okay. also it's deep in his career. He's been directing for quite a while. Yeah. Well, it came mostly from music videos. Directed some stuff and then directed some TV and movies in France. Then came over here for, uh, oh wait, hang on, I may be wrong about this guy being French. I'm sorry, he is French Canadian. That that's my bad. Oh well, now he's dead. <laughs> he's from Montreal, um, okay. but still, uh, you know, uh, he had he had done this movie Nitro, which I mentioned before. That I guess got some attention, and I think got him this movie. Then, uh, but then he okay, seems to have okay. gone back to Montreal. I mean, not a bad film. No, uh, this guy works be. works a lot. Uh, and once again, yep. I can see why watching this, especially this feels, and this is not a negative. This feels like a television director. In it's mm. competent. It's 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 good enough. He, you know, I would see this and go, yeah, I'd let him direct my TV show. He knows what he's doing. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's not, once again, it's not, it's not overreaching, but we've seen people try to overreach, try to overstylize, try to do something too big. This guy seems yeah. to work well within his budget. And, uh, cause I'll ask you, Lisman, 2017, I have the budget. What's your best guess as to how much this thing cost? I don't think it costs very much, honestly. Yeah. Um, it looked pretty cheap, but well made for. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna guess fifteen million dollars. God damn, Lisman, this is your year. Fifteen million, right on the head. Yeah. All right. Year two of this show, okay. you are getting better at these, man. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Fifteen right. million, and everybody pull out those action shelf bingo cards because where did they shoot this movie? Ooh. Filmed entirely on location in. Bulgaria, <laughs> yeah. Which, but but even that is not as much of a problem as in other movies because it's all set based in this mall. Right. It's just it's just in the mall, so it doesn't really matter where they film it. No. So that's the thing where it's not like some of the other movies we've seen where it's like, I'm sorry, this is supposed to be like the streets in New York, but we're in Bulgaria. <laughs> um, here it doesn't matter because it's just they built this mall set, so who cares? Like, yeah. uh, yeah. once it, this this movie. It, it, the thing with this movie is it's not even this movie's amazing as much as it almost feels like this movie directly took every note we've ever had about what to do with one of these movies. Where you're like, yes. keep it simple, yes. keep it focused, keep it, you know, <laughs> don't overplay your hand. Don't try mm-hmm. to be a big action movie. Be a small yeah. action movie. It's and, okay. You know, yeah. Like, play with the budget that you have yeah. and, and really explore that space with those limitations and so they purposely Um, keep it like it like a tv show would have a bottle episode that's what this is it's all contained essentially in this one location and even the other locations we have are what like he's at that like veterans office and the motel earlier and that's it and then a road there's the shootout on the road you know like yeah that's it like nothing glaringly obviously eastern european no until i saw that i didn't know this shot in bulgaria i mean one can always assume with these movies we start from the assumption they're made in bulgaria but 
Well, yeah. Again, you, you know, you got to make that budget really. Uh, you got to well, that that, budget that saves as as, a yeah. massive amount of money if you go over to Bulgaria. Yeah. Like that is so yeah. cheap to shoot there. Uh, so uh, yeah, we're gonna shoot in Bulgaria, John. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, we probably could, man. Honestly, if we finance something, yeah. we probably it probably would behoove us to go to Bulgaria. Um, yeah. Especially if we ever wanted to do, especially if we ever wanted to do something genre based, that would be that would really true. help because we could really put a lot of that money into special effects and stuff. Um, yeah. But we would. The difference is, I would try to write something that makes sense to be set there. Yeah, that's true. Or something like this, where it's all on sound stages. Uh, and also, this is a pretty good set. This mall yes. looks good. Yeah. I, I believed it was a real mall, honestly. And and once again, in the story, though, it's a mall at night that's closed down. You don't need extras. You don't have, have a bunch of extras. You don't yeah. have a bunch of extras. Mm -hmm. You can keep things dark. You can hide sections of it in the dark so it you can make it seem bigger than the sets really are. This, yeah. I just I, – I commend – I also – let's look at the writers on this thing because I think a lot of it is also the writers for keeping the mm -hmm. script manageable. Yeah, um, This is written by Tony Mosher, um, who also wrote Mechanic Resurrection. I don't know if you've seen the Mechanic movies, Lisman, with Jason Statham. Those are different no. than the Transporter. Was... Okay, I was just about to say, that sounds like the Transporter. No, this is a different franchise of Statham's. He's both okay. the Transporter and the Mechanic. They're, okay. I, I like the first one. I thought Resurrection wasn't that great, but that's... Mm. Teach their own. A lot of that has to do with Ben Foster is in the first mechanic, and he's not in the second one. And that guy's fucking amazing. Um, he wrote that. Then, then the other writer is John Sullivan, who wrote this movie, and then has a movie coming out next year. Oh shit! Listen, this is a redemption story on this podcast. The movie he wrote oh. before this, Recoil with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, this is a wow. way better script. It's so much better, man. Like that movie made no sense. Yeah, <laughs> that movie made no sense. Yeah, there, there's not a logical through line. It was active. It was confusing to watch. Um, yeah, yeah, and also uh, Antonio Banderas. Spoiler: I don't know if this is a hot take, but a better <laughs> actor than Stone Cold Steve Austin. A hundred percent. I mean, Antonio Banderas yeah. is a really good actor, but on top of yes. being a really good actor, he's a good presence as an action hero. There's a reason yeah. he's done that for decades. You know, like yeah. you're just compelled by him on screen because it's not yeah. like, well, I mean, he gets some stuff to play here. I mean, they, they, they do try to make this character a little bit more complicated. Um, they, they give him something to work with. Uh, they, I mean, there's a subtext written into the part you know yeah uh, that he gets to play with um, but in the movie star way he brings so much just by being antonio banderas right like all of a sudden yes. when you put antonio banderas we as an audience who are familiar with him and you just automatically like the guy number one mm -hmm. um and two there's just there's a presence there's a physicality there's there's something you go like all right yes this is the hero of our movie whereas stone cold steve austin we go like I don't know if I like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about this. Yeah. A lot of the a lot of the protagonists we come across in action self movies are often unlikable. Like 
full on psychopaths. Yeah, um, they make this guy uh, uh, damaged by the violence he's experienced, and too mm-hmm. reluctant to use violence again. He doesn't start killing people until at least halfway through this movie. Yeah, and it's definitely provoked by this uh, uh, cartel. I, I don't know what. <laughs> I was referring to them as mercenaries. I don't really know. They seem to have been hired for this job. I don't quite know. I guess the, the meth thing was like a, a red herring a little bit. It was yeah. explaining why the... I mean, we could we could jump into this movie. Like, yeah. You know, like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, but on that front, that's another thing, too, where it's sort of like... I like seeing a main character have to consciously switch into I'm about to kill people again. And I, I'm justifying that it has to be done, but I don't yeah. want to do it. Because everybody, we see so many trigger-happy nut jobs. Well, I mean, show. it's it's a pretty interesting uh, dichotomy because the last movie we watched was Raw Deal. Uh, and Arnold's uh, character <laughs> doesn't think twice about murdering people Seems or to... causing serious structural damage to <laughs> several locations a hundred percent this guy is far more compelling as a protagonist to me because i can at least yes. go like yes every everything he does in this movie i feel is totally justified what what yeah like not to get too much into last week's episode but yeah I still couldn't really tell you what Arnold's motivation was no. on a scene-to-scene basis. Oh, especially in the third act when he just switches into, now it's time to kill everyone. <laughs> Apropos of nothing. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. also, Antonio yeah. Banderas drops far fewer bodies in this than Arnold did in that. when he, I mean, he killed like 80 people in that movie, it seemed like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, Banderas really, you see the conflict yeah. on his face. And um, also, even better than that, the conflict of characters who never kill people and the, and them having to do that is that's uh, true. They yeah. they do a lot we, with that because that's another thing that happens a lot in these movies. It's like these side characters who aren't the the quote unquote action hero part right are are having to kill people, but there's no reaction. It's right. just like they're just jumping. I think uh, I'm remembering what's the Gina Carano film? Oh, uh, oh, oh. in in the blood, in the blood. So. When the when her husband starts yes cap bad guys and he start quipping I'm like yeah but he should be horrified by this everybody like, here yeah I mean this is a movie that and it's a simple thing this is a movie that while being an action movie and having lots of violence treats death with some seriousness and weight yeah. even yeah. if it still has lots of henchmen getting taken out you still feel like people are scared people are horrified by the violence people you know and these are simple things once again it's not this movie isn't doing anything genius it's just doing base level logic and character work so yeah right yeah, it, it's no. just that's so appreciated because it's such a rarity on this show so yes yeah. let's jump into security because we open up the movie with uh former special forces captain antonio banderas now, this is the one thing that, like Schwarzenegger, you're going like, why is this Spanish guy a former Marine? Eh, you know what? We'll move past it, obviously. But it is sort of a thing not, where it's like... Not the biggest not the biggest thing. I think the weirdest thing is that his name is Eddie Deacon, which is not the name of somebody... No, here's the interesting thing, though. by Antonio Banderas. They only ever call him Eddie in the movie, right? But yes. according to the IMDb, his full name is Eduardo Deacon. Oh, 
But okay. the Deacon still doesn't work there. They, but uh, no. <laughs> Eduardo is closer to something. Yeah. But yeah, no, it, it is sort of a thing where, it, it, well, clearly this script was written to be an all-American guy, and then they cast Banderas. Right. Which, yeah. but I'm, I'm, I, I move past this only because Banderas is a good Not actor. Sure. Like I just like the yeah. guy. And also, yeah. that voice is just compelling and cool. Exactly, exactly. He's always and had one of the great it's, it's accents. Not super di- it's no. not super distracting. It no. doesn't really matter that much, and it can easily be sort of brushed aside. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but his whole thing here is he desperately needs work. Yeah. Anything. And he makes that very clear. Yeah. I will take absolutely anything. I'm willing to yeah. work for minimum wage. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know? And though this is the one thing that I, I wish they had explored a little bit more is mm. that he didn't pass his psych profile. Right. Because you're like, oh, it would have been nice to that's something to play with. That that I think that's the only thing that sort of left out and, mm-hmm. you know, left out to dry because every other thread was followed through. Yeah. You know, throughout the film. I mean, that one I didn't necessarily I I, I, I saw his hesitation to 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 kill i saw his like the, like when he's talking to the the girl being like uh i'm worried if i am too dangerous to you know yeah that but that doesn't come off as failure of a psych profile that comes off as pretty normal yes guy out of war ptsd ish stuff i'm not sure that would cause you to not pass a psych you know that sort of thing where it's like you want to see moments when he like loses touch with reality or something like that briefly, or, right? You know, I, I am grateful they didn't <laughs> they didn't tackle the very complicated and nuanced topic of uh, PTSD, which uh, a number of movies have so yeah. far in this in this uh, podcast. <laughs> but uh, it, it does make me wonder why set that up if they're if they don't really pay it off? Because well, because they want to do this whole arc where he's like, no. I can't be with my family. Yeah. Right? Like, that's the whole thing where it's like, yeah. I after the things I've done, I just can't be with them yet. I have to work out my shit is what he... Because he says, there's a whole phone call with his wife, right? Where he goes, yeah. I have to figure things out about my life before yeah. I come back to you. And you're like, yeah, okay, well, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, like I said, I wanted to see more moments where he stops in the middle of action or contemplates things or has to like get his head back in the game or something you know mm-hmm. i want to yeah. i want to see him shake i want i want to see even something as simple as like his hand shaking when he picks up a gun or something like that there could have been yes. little small moments where they play that instead it's all it's mostly through dialogue where he's like i've done things you know yeah um you know yeah that's true it is a little uh tell don't show here it uh, is and uh, and the movie it's 88 minutes. This is this is a thing where, like, uh, if you know, if he had another 15 minutes, he probably could get into this more. Yeah. Because we're yeah, pretty – this thing – this movie moves, which is a compliment I have for it. Yes, definitely. Uh, yeah, because it has a great pace. Because the woman says, I've got something. It's a shit job. The hours are terrible, but you said you'll do anything, even if it's minimum wage. Yeah. Um, and he's like, great. Uh, and uh, uh, we then cut to – because uh, we're establishing stuff quickly here. All of a sudden, we have a U.S. Marshal caravan. The only thing I'll say here is their vests say USA Marshals. I did notice that. That seemed a little weird. That's not what the organization is called. Nope. <laughs> I don't know if that comes from the Bulgarian thing or they don't want to infringe on the real organization, which is weird because 
we see so many movies where guys are running around with FBI jackets and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like it's the Bulgarian thing. Mm-hmm. It's like what they could find, mm-hmm. uh, like in a costume shop in Bulgaria, USA Marshals. You know? But it, yeah, that's that's another thing that's like a small thing, but it just goes like mm, that damages the reality of this. <laughs> yeah, it does take you out a little bit. Yeah, just sure. just a second there where I'm like, that's not what they're called. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, this storm hits and all of a sudden nobody has cell service, which is a little That's convenient for the bad guys. It because... really is. Well, I, I took it as like, I thought they were jamming, you know? Well, they make, I mean, that, eventually they they make that clear in the mall that they are jamming. Yeah. Here yeah. is the, are they jamming and there's just a storm? Like they just got lucky or. Cause uh, I, I, that's I another know. thing I'll say, and this isn't a big hit against the movie. The storm kind of doesn't matter. Like, presumably the storm knocks out the power in the mall, but the bad guys could have just knocked the power out. True, yeah, they didn't really need it. Because other than this sequence, it's not like any of the other stuff is in pouring rain or wind or lightning or anything. Well, we do get this whole sequence, though, where we keep cutting to Banderas in his motel room, and he's, like, tortured, and it's lightning and thunder outside, which seems like, oh, okay, that's very, uh, you know, dramatic and operatic. Oh, yeah. Um, Sure. You know, and that's fine. But it just seems like that's about as much as they do with the storm here. Because I thought... Yeah, it's raining a bit when he shows up to the mall. Mm -hmm. But, like, it does very quickly, like, the rain stops. It stops by the time Ben Kingsley shows up. Exactly, yeah. Ben uh, Kingsley will not get wet on set. That's that's <laughs> part of his contract. Look, uh, I'll be in your stupid movie, but I'm not getting in wet on this thing, all right? <laughs> Make that clear. <laughs> Kingsley's like a cat. No water yeah, exactly. touches me. Um, I, could, I could see it. I could. I could. Um, <laughs> Why wasn't he in Cats? Oh, I <laughs> well because they because they had uh, Ian McKellen somehow. Um, yeah, but uh, who I will say commits the most of anyone in that movie to being a cat. I, I this is a weird uh, direction for this podcast to take. Yeah, I legitimately love Ian McKellen in Cats. Yeah, simply because of how weird he is. There's there's a sequence where where the camera's like panning in like, and you just see him like yeah. gulping down yep. a bowl of milk. Yeah. in the most unflattering yeah. way possible and it is hilarious i, I laughed for five straight i minutes. wish more of the cast brought ian mckellen's energy to that movie yes because it, it seems like yeah. he is like he he went deep into his acting school days and going like i am a cat i am a yeah. cat i become yeah. a cat like <laughs> yeah everybody else is just kind of like dancing broadway cat yeah, you know, yeah, style. yeah. He is like no, slinking no. around. You almost get the sense he goes, "I've spent the last month observing cats." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is what I would do if I was in cats. I would never be in cats. I hate cats. No, uh, but I mean, what but... I like about that is that is what you should do to be in cats. Like, have some fun with it. This, it, like, one of the problems with that movie is it's so fucking self serious. Even though it's like they're CGI cats. This is silly, man. Like, have fun. Even it's the dumbest movie. Uh, based on the dumbest musical you know, anyways uh, <laughs> yeah i mean that that didn't help my enjoyment i never liked the play so uh not a not a big andrew lloyd weber fan uh on this side of the podcast uh, i am real hit and miss with him i'll say is what i because i do love phantom um but uh 
Yeah, that's about you know, it. It's better than Cats and Starlight Express, uh, oh, but uh, oh, oh. it's not hard. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, Evita. Evita is the other one I love. Um, What's that? Evita is the other one I love of his. Uh, okay, gotcha. That's got didn't some... he do uh, Jesus Christ Superstar? Yes, he did. That was him. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty, pretty good. good. That was like his very first one. That's how he. That kind of kicked him off. That was good. Anyway, gotcha. boy. All these action movie fans are thrilled. We're talking about socialized <laughs> television and Broadway musicals. This is what you tuned into the action podcast for. Well, you know, it, we're we're just bringing our own sort of experiences. Look, to, look to Lisbon and I are Renaissance men. All right, we have many yeah. interests, <laughs> many interests, and many different things. Yeah, soon we're going to get cultured. Soon we're going to get to the works of Dickens on here. Uh. <laughs> yes, and then we'll get into the works of BTS. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's the thing. That's what I like to say about the show. You never know where we're going to go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Except for if you're guessing that we're going to get through the plot of the movie, which generally we do. So, uh, Yeah, by the end of a three-hour episode, we've usually... <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Uh, I thought this shootout was cool because of the rain, right? Because yes. you yes. get... I actually thought this was one of the better constructed visual sequences. Yeah. Because it's raining outside, they can't quite see, but they see these lights coming at them, this U.S. Marshall caravan, mm-hmm. and they're like, what are these guys doing? And all of a sudden, the lights really light up the road, mm-hmm. and uh, one of them yeah, shoots the out. with that. One of them. No, and it's another thing that saves money, too, because you're not seeing anything really, but it's cool and atmospheric. This guy, yes. I really have a lot of respect for this director for being like, all right, I got $15 million, a fairly decent script, and a good cast. I'm going to make the best movie I can here, which yeah, it feels like that, the the attitude of I'm going to make the best movie I can is not shared by a lot of the directors we've covered on the show. That is true, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, let me ask you something. Mm-hmm. There's been a number of films. Uh, uh, I, I'm thinking primarily of The Shooter with uh, Dudikoff. Yes. But... Um, where there should have been rain, but wasn't because of how expensive it can be to yeah. fake rain. Yes. Do you think they like actually just shot while it was raining, uh, or did do you think they were I able don't know. to? It looked like it was such heavy rain that it would yeah. have to be controlled. And the fact that it's raining less later in the movie makes me think right. they they were like, this scene needs the rain. This is where we'll get the rain machines. Okay, gotcha. That's that's gotcha. my guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what I figured, and I guess it would make sense if they if they had some kind of contraption to make rain. I guess you can't use it the whole film. I think it would be very expensive to use it for like, right, right. for every yeah. exterior shot, I suppose. But it feels like this yeah. sequence is so designed for this rainstorm. Yes. Like, it's key yes, to the exactly. visuals of it, um, yeah. which makes it cool. So they Because they drop these spikes on the road, which takes out one of the cars in the caravan, and then... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just turns into a big old shootout. They're 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 lighting up everybody here. Yeah. And we establish this little girl that's in the back of one of these caravans because the whole movie centers around this little girl who's going to testify against a drug is it a drug cartel? I think it is. They are called, I wrote it down. Oh good. The Triple Six. <laughs> okay. They are they are a gang. Yeah. That is all that is all they say about and they have a tattoo about. later because uh banderas notices the tattoo is like a triangle of sixes 
Maybe yes. don't wear that when you're going undercover. You or cover that up. You don't. Maybe just like have like a patch, like a you yeah. know, like yeah. Oh, sorry, it's a nicotine patch, you know. Or, yeah, or, literally, or, you know, literally fuckers. anything. You dumb fucks, because yeah. they keep talking <laughs> about how these guys are professionals. You know, They're the best. I mean, yeah. Just look at the way they scale, you know, concrete buildings. <laughs> they do the impossible, literally. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. The thing I love about this that I've never – because they shoot all these U.S. Marshals, but the girl runs off, and they, they, they aren't able to get her. Yeah. The thing I love that, I've, that I almost never see in any movie is when Ben Kingsley goes, all right, clean it up. And you see guys pull out brooms and start brushing shell casings and stuff. And I'm yes. like, I've yes. never seen this in a movie. I love this. It, it definitely that, – that helps establish this group as like, oh, they're very – professional like they have a cleanup ready not only can they take out an entire caravan of u.s marshals they'll make it appear this never happened exactly that i thought was cool i thought that was i'm just like that's a small touch that yeah that does speak to man these are guys who come in kill everybody and then disappear i mean you think about like the wake of destruction left behind by the plots of these movies that we watch yeah uh raw deal being an excellent <laughs> example of that yeah uh it, it is interesting you never think about like oh wow yeah like th- there's just like cars strewn and like, like shells and pot bodies and, yeah broken like, glass and yeah yeah because we you and i often joke about like whatever patrolman gets the call about who's like jesus christ when they roll up on <laughs> I think we made that joke with the substitute the yes. very first episode. We very much did. Up to the school, and it's just like, oh my god, holy what god, what what, what happened? We'll see somebody get shot, right, and blood will hit them on a squib. What you don't see is the pool of blood that pours out around them. Like literally, you would step into lay a layer of blood. Like you would just, yeah. it would be everywhere. It would soak into your shoes. And the you know, oh, deep. and the smell. The oh, smell terrible. of it would be just, dis- oh my God. Uh, it'd yeah. be a nightmare. Uh, <laughs> and actually, Raw Deal last week did have that scene, but all the cops were like, eh, whatever. When they found that, when they found that shot up where he shot all those guys in the office, and they're like, Ed Lauder's cracking wise. <laughs> like, well, you know, he's just trying to establish himself as like rah, rah, rah. the wise cracking uh, criminal detective. All he needed was a cigar to waggle and go for Groucho. Hmm. I, I would imagine he was actually kind of giving me some Lieutenant Kane vibes. Oh, that. there we go. Oh man, by God! Yeah, I know. If... I know. I'm hitting. I'm hitting like a, a John. Yeah. Favorite sort of uh, CSI thing. Miami. Well, because if yeah. there was ever a TV show for this podcast, CSI Miami <laughs> is a very action shelf TV show. Uh, I do like any crossover that CSI Miami had with the other shows. Yeah. Because. I guess technically they're in the same thing, yeah, but they're yeah. not really because no. there's completely different rules. Well, and also he's uh, so inhuman and awesome compared to all the other yeah. leads of like nobody. He was like the, I do love, apparently David Caruso said, I see him as a specter of justice. And that's how I played him. <laughs> <laughs> you like, you know, oh, what? I see it. Specter of justice. Pretty good action movie name. That is. Yeah. But also when you think back to this episode, you go like, Oh, no. I see that is how he played it. <laughs> yep. I get it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, they clean up that. Um, let's see here. We talked about uh, we talked about the, the storm raging and he calls his wife. 
Then he's like, I cannot come home to you and my little girl. Uh, but, uh, and then he talks about Nazanix. Now, uh, mm-hmm. so those who forget, yeah, he, he does was... turn into the CGB at yeah. one point. Yeah. You know what? I bet he made more money off of that than anything he ever did in his career, probably. <laughs> like, oh, 100%, th- those commercials yeah. are huge. That and Puss in Boots are probably the vast yes. majority of his fortune. Yes, that's got to be his biggest hits. Yeah. Uh, which I love that Puss in Boots is entirely just based around, like, well, he's just like he is in Zorro, but now he's a cartoon cat. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just, just be you, Antonio Banderas. Uh, the joke it. will be that you look adorable. Yeah. Um, that, that's the joke. I understand. Uh, I Honestly, to... great character. Great. Ca- oh, one of the best things in those Shrek movies, unquestionably. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because this dude always commits. He's great. Yeah. He just. Yeah. Um... So anyway, uh, he shows up at the mall at night for job orientation, mm-hmm. and this is where he meets Vance. Vance, yes. Who is played by Leah McIntyre, who's an actor I've really liked in several things. Um, this guy played Spartacus on the Stars show Spartacus. Right. Yeah. So he was the star of that. He plays Weather Wizard on The Flash. He does a mm. lot of voice acting. A lot of voice acting. Um, oh, cool. Because he's he's been the voice of uh, Captain Boomerang in a lot of the DC comic stuff. He does a voice on Star Wars Resistance. He also did the Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order game. Um, oh. He's done. Yeah, he does. A, he's done a number of Family Guy episodes. Is uh, he the is he the main protagonist of Fallen Order? No, 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 okay. he's not. Um, let's see, who did he play in Fallen Order? Here, I just saw it. Oh, he was in Gears Five too. Uh, he played a character named Taryn Malikos. Off off the top of my head, it's been a little while since I played it. I don't remember that character out of hand, but yeah, there's a but lot he kinda, of. He, I was yeah, going to say, kinda, that he, had a great cast the though, game. That game. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Really good acting in that game. Um, yeah. But anyway, this guy yeah. does a lot of stuff. And he's an Aussie. And I think his American accent is damn good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't. I couldn't tell that he was. He and was also, American. it felt like he not only was doing an American accent, but as we've talked about when people get tripped up by accents, he's really playing a character, though. It's not just yeah. the accent. Um, yes. Because I actually thought Vance, at first I was kind of like, oh, man, this guy might be too much. But as the movie went on, I like this character. No, he's very good. Yeah. yeah. And the character is – is there is a part of the movie where I was legitimately concerned for this character. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. He's yeah. good. I see what you did, movie. Yeah. Because well, he's – once again, he's a real actor. <laughs> like it, it yeah. shows when you get people – because I saw him when they were listening to the – the actors at the beginning, I went, ooh, Liam McIntyre, that guy's good. Um, yeah. And uh, and he really plays this character because he's, he's, he's the guy. He's the boss. He's the head of security. And I love the whole scene where he's like, oh, you were a captain in the Army? He's like, you and I aren't going to have any problems, right? Like, I'm still the boss here. And then you mm-hmm. see when the shit goes down, this guy is not a tactical soldier. He's just the security guy. He's not guy. a soldier at all. Yeah. Right. No. And so all of a sudden you see that uh, Antonio Banderas take over. There is something really nice about the fact that they didn't like the ego of this character didn't sort of like they could have easily gone 100%. in that direction. And the movie and would have been so much worse. Kind of like that. Yeah. Because number one who would pull rank once the guns are going off and stuff like that like clearly it's like yeah we should listen to the man with years of combat experience 
Exactly, um, yeah. And also that they don't have Banderas chafe at him. He is legitimate in he wasn't going to give him any problems had this not turned into the deadly situation it turned into. Because right. we saw that like with Cobra where you're just like, fuck this guy for just needlessly being mean to this other cop. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> there isn't no one's an asshole, which is good. They're not they're not doing the like classic action movie sort of dick measuring contest no. that happens. No, this you know, movie between the protagonist and somebody else. Can we talk about how refreshing this movie is so free of toxic masculinity? Yes. It yes. really is. One hundred percent. Yeah. And in fact, the female character is it, it almost doesn't matter that she's a woman. Like Yeah, Ruby. Yeah. Like like she's totally competent. There's no yeah. commentary. She's not sexualized in any way. She has her own nope. skills and is good at stuff and helps. Yeah. Uh you know, they they, they don't do like a lot with her. No, but no. They also I mean, don't do anything i mean uh regressive no no she's a supporting character so she only gets so much but she's totally one of them and is actually more competent than most of the other security guards yeah other than vance i would say that uh the character ruby is probably the most competent well because we'll uh, talk about mason who's our least competent one of course yeah i mean mason plays an important part i think because he plays the part of (laughs) what most people how most people would actually yes, react to this kind yes, of yeah. situation and another good actor chad Lindbergh, who we'll talk about in a bit mm-hmm. who I, who's been in many movies um uh so he comes in and i love the way liam mcintyre plays this whole thing where he's like all right here's the mall you know like uh you got this over there and this over here he's just like this is my little kingdom yeah i i think that anybody who's worked a minimum wage job uh knows the kind of energy that this guy is giving off mm-hmm. for, his, for this orientation yeah you know what i mean yeah uh, i have both been on the receiving end of and had to perform <laughs> these kinds of yeah. uh, speeches yeah uh, for various jobs that i've had i so love that it de- felt very good i, I love I the really design too the way uh liam mcintyre presents himself with this overly quaffed hair like this is not mm. what this guy normally looks like in movies with the the way done up hair and the big sideburns like he doesn't look like you you mean he doesn't normally look like an anime like henchman (laughs) oh no 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 certainly not um but it's it's all it all fits this character this guy who really has created this whole persona of himself as the protector of this mall so he's way overdone and he's a guy who would think of himself prior to this as the action hero Yes, um, yes, which I thought I thought was great, and he's going over here. Uh, I love the the. the I, I, there's actually some fun, some legitimately funny stuff in this movie. I like when he's talking about the zones, and when he goes right here, this one looks like, well, well, I guess it kind of looks like a dick, but it also could be a gun, like you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because uh, the the other guy's like, I'm in the balls. Yeah, you know, and he's like, and he's almost like, well, no, I don't like to think of it as that though. I think of it as a gun. Like, yeah, you 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 see this scene and you're like, okay, I am now because of the delivery of these parts, I am seeing a separate conversation that has happened in the past, right? That is being brought up. So you see the, all of their points of view on it. You know, exactly. Cool. There's yeah. these guys feel. Once again, it, it's, <laughs> I don't want to overstate the movie. It's not, it's not amazing, but it's just no. so – it's just a movie. Like, so many of these yeah. things are like, oh, my God. There's some camaraderie between these characters. There is an establishment that these guys feel like they work together and have for a while. 
that is yeah. that is just so rare in these movies. Uh, yeah. I do love him proudly showing off his taser, and he's like, hey, man, you know, with a few days on the job and a safety course, you can get yourself one of these bad boys. <laughs> and I just love Antonio Banderas, like, yeah, it's a taser. Like, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Banderas is really good at how he plays this sort of still and quiet, like, mm-hmm. He's also, you talk about a good actor, he's standing straight up with his hands behind his back like a military guy. Banderas mm-hmm. is... And this is a huge step beyond most of our actors thinking about a physicality for this character. He's thinking about where this guy comes from and his background and how that would affect him and how he would present himself physically. That's it is huge. Interesting how how few of these movies, with how many of these movies where the protagonists or characters are in the military or were in the military or associated with the military, how few of them actually present as if they like you would stand a certain yep. way you would be you know especially like a guy like this who they've established is pretty recently out of combat like yeah he's just yeah, about a year yeah so he's something. he's still yeah i think they said it's a little like a little under a year that he's come back from service from three consecutive yeah. tours so this guy spent years in combat zones yeah. um yeah. which so and you Banderas makes you feel that because that's what a good and it's all subtle things it is it is amazing when you just go like oh he's just acting he's doing what an actor should do <laughs> like it's yeah it's yeah he's we, definitely yeah it's a very subtle performance we see a lot of these movies like. where guys literally aren't actors they're wrestlers or MMA fighters or whatever and you get the sense where you go like oh shit here's a guy who really knows what he's doing uh, yeah he's an actor first yeah yes exactly he's and he's an actor who's very experienced doing action movies but mm-hmm. you think about those action movies when he was el mariachi when he was zorro those guys all had their own physicality and style and you know uh you know mm-hmm. i mean once again it's people know i don't have to state it people know antonio Banderas is a good actor um yeah. so uh they they toured him around uh where was this oh um they set up two things here that are that some people could say are glaringly obvious setups for later in the movie. But I'll say, good on you, movie, because we so rare see setups and payoffs. We see the ATV that's up, and mm-hmm. you see these in malls, right? Like, win this vehicle or whatever. You see this yeah. three-wheeled ATV thing, and you're yeah. like, that will definitely play into the third act of the movie. And yep. he establishes over here. There's a solid steel riot gate, like riot barrier. Um, and you're going like, well, those two things will be important. And like I said, yes. I when pe- whenever people go like, oh, they're obviously setting stuff up like that. I'm going, no, no, no. That that to me is good screenwriting. I mean, you know, a really good script can bury that a little bit more and do it in a subtler way. But the standards are so low on this show. I don't know. I I thought like I, it makes sense that he would bring up these things. Yeah, He's yeah. giving him a tour of the premises. Yeah, like obviously, like that's that's a good reason to have exposition about if, the space that you're. That's in. that you're exactly right to me. To me, good screenwriting is purely contextualizing exposition. Yes. Like you can yes. totally have somebody just monologue exposition if it makes sense for that guy to be passing that information along. Right. It's, exactly. It avoids the well. That guy works here. You know, like we we was talking about that's that I heard a writer say that right, like the stupid exposition of like, but that guy already oh. works here, he would know that. Here, literally, he just started. 
Also, yeah. I kept thinking this in the movie, fucking awful first day on a job for Antonio Banderas. Sure, yeah. Yeah, My, definitely. But also, what luck for them that he started today because <laughs> this is exactly when they need this guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they took no time between him starting the job and then being thrown into the shit. You know? I wasn't uh, sure. Like, when the movie started, I thought, are we going to see him, like, a montage of him working a few days? Or No, they're just like, whatever. This We got... I mean, this movie really is like, we got no time, and we're just going to – we got to go, man. We got 88 we minutes. We can't afford movie. to fill this set with, like, extras. Oh, no, you know, no, like no. Like, mall goers. Yeah, like, no. That, that's not what we're interested in doing. Here. No, certainly not. And and that's totally fine. Um, yeah. So uh, we uh, – and he also does this whole thing that that, yeah, doesn't really pay off, but his whole thing about, like, Antonio Banderas goes – Jesus, like a steel riot barrier. Isn't that a little much for this? And he goes, hey, man, we're between two towns filled with crime, you know? Uh, yeah. And that doesn't yeah. really come back because the crime is a larger thing that finds its way to this mall. I don't think it has anything to do with whatever the crime rates in these towns are. Yeah, that's really only there to explain why there's so many characters uh, here and why, like, those that thing is there. Exactly. It's it's just being like this is why in case yeah. you have any questions because this movie actually thinks about questions that the audience would have <laughs> while watching it and it's like we well we should probably answer and the movie, that a little bit. i do like that the, that they have vans keep going like that's a good question this guy asked the right <laughs> questions um yeah because once again in his character it's also realistic that this guy who knows tactics and stuff would be going why is this here what is this well i like when he goes if the power goes out is there backup power for the security cameras Yes. So you're answering that question that somebody could totally say. It's like, well, if the power's out, why do security cameras work? Well, they established exactly. they have a backup power system. Somebody uh, at some point during the writing process asked that very question. And they're is, like, hmm, good point. Let's put it. In, let's put something in there. So uh, crazy, once again, to me. This is written by the same guy who wrote Recoil, a movie <laughs> that had numerous things we could not understand. We yeah we didn't fully understand the plot of the movie until we like at, like halfway through recording yeah the podcast and we had to backtrack yeah. and go if this guy goes to here then that's this but we still couldn't figure out a lot of like Stone Cold Steve Austin's backstory or or his motivation <laughs> yeah like, we, what was that, his motivation that character didn't made no sense. sense here everybody yeah. I follow every character's motivation on this thing yeah um yes. so anyway he's. Uh, we do get this moment once again, though, where he leaves him in the department store, and Banderas looks longingly at this like promotional photo of a happy family. Yeah, because you know. because once again, maybe it's on the nose, but it is a character arc. They are establishing something that he has a thread through the movie. Yeah, <laughs> and by the end of the movie, yeah. he's reunited with his family. It makes sense. God, by protecting just... this little girl. He is, he feels he is able to be the father he thought he couldn't be. That's just solid professional screenwriting. It's just it's just the it's Joel's character arc in The Last of Us, really. It know? kind of is. It's a simplified, shortened version, but it is the thing of the in, in the, a way, yeah. a guy who's lived a life of violence, realizing you know, reconnecting with the paternal, tender side of himself, uh, yeah, and that's a exactly. classic thing to do with that i mean that's a uh, that's a uh logan has that as well um mm -hmm. yeah it's, it's you know you, you, uh first jurassic park 100 percent, absolutely yeah. yeah uh and that's just 
that just adds this layer below the surface of it's not just about shootouts and stuff like that. It's just it's got slightly more on its mind than just the action. So it is interesting uh, because, again, going back to Recoil, which is the last movie we watched, where there wasn't even like an on page script reason why Arnold was doing things. Whereas this movie not only has an on page script reason, but then also gives the character a yeah. subtextual reason. Yeah. So that like when he's talking with this girl, yeah. he's saying two things at the same time. It's giving him the, yes. the opportunity to act. It, it, it just uh, it's just one level deeper in the movie, which is God, this which podcast has ruined us. We're so we're so happy about just basic screenwriting and, and also like uh so we've done so many episodes and to get to this kind of movie we're just like mm, that that that's good stuff you know <laughs> it's like it's like we've only been eating frozen pizza and somebody gave us just a fresh made pizza from anywhere <laughs> and we're just like right, oh exactly. mm, that tastes good uh, yeah, I was going to say, it's like we've been eating cake for a while that people have been making with salt instead of sugar, uh, and we finally had a cake made with sugar, yeah. and we're like, wow, this is really what a cake is supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, and that cake came from Albertsons, but still, not <laughs> but still. bad. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. There's some sweetness in this thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so then the power goes out. Um, then we're introduced to Ruby, and Ruby's entrance into this movie is she's hungover or still kind of drunk or something? Yeah, she's definitely, at the very least, hungover, because she says yeah. so at, at one point. Yeah. And there's this sort of tenderness between her and Vance, because we see him, yes. like, tuck her into a bed and give her a glass of water, and he clearly likes her. Which, yes. once again, is just a little character beat that's nice yes. without without him being creepy because again oh, no. vance is a very likable character so he's not like no it's all on it's all Ruby. very sweet and and yeah. uh, you're like oh i like this guy it yeah. adds to his likability yes yeah. something a lot of these movies don't understand there's yeah. no there's no grabbing ladies or <laughs> uh which is great um yeah so we established that little beat uh, and then now is the time for the inciting incident of the movie, which is the girl we saw escape from the Marshall caravan is pounding at the doors of the mall. That's true. Has the has the other uh mall security person been oh, introduced? He, Johnny. Yes, he's there too. Um, because yeah. sorry, we meet Mason and Johnny in yeah. the the bullpen of the security here. Because yeah, we have Johnny yeah. and Mason and Johnny is looking real cool like very cool i i wrote down like he looks like he could be in a k-pop group like his hair is just perfectly quaffed and yeah. dyed and he's got like piercings and these like really specific red boots listen did know? you uh, uh did you look up this guy at all uh i know that he he was in a band of some sort right yeah uh, it, it's like it's that. not k-pop because he's taiwanese but uh yeah his band DCW sure as hell seems about as damn close as you get. Uh, yeah. Also, and I know, I know it's a different culture and a different language, but I am an American. I speak my language. So when his name in the band was Da Dong, 
I giggled a little. <laughs> well, yes, yeah. <laughs> Popularly known, his name uh, Jiro Wong is his name, and uh, known uh, <laughs> no popularly known as Dadong. Um, you know, yeah. Maybe there is a double meaning there. <laughs> maybe there's a. Maybe he's packing. <laughs> oh, y'all know me as Dadong. Uh, <laughs> um, he's been asked to stop taking his dong out on stage, though. Is a we get it. Um, it's a real shame. You know? Yeah, it's it's yeah. a real shame. It was the most popular part of the show. Um, yeah. How do you get the name? Otherwise, uh, this guy has a lot of acting uh, experience in Taiwanese movies. Yeah, like, and I thought he did a pretty good job. Uh, like once yeah. again, every everybody d- does a good job. Base movie, level, so. good acting across the board in this thing. Uh, I mean, yeah. uh, uh, and even the girl does the best she can with being a little girl. Who yes. I do think one of my only like one of my few notes for the screenplay is the girl is written a little precocious and a little like TV little kid. Yes, definitely. Um, that I that so, I would... yeah I, I yeah. The script probably wasn't helping her performance. No, as well. no, and also this is one of only two things she's ever done. So, oh, well, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. So she's not a super experienced kid actor either. Uh, yeah. So she's pounding at the door, and there's this whole thing about like he's gonna let her in, and Vance is like, "Oh, don't open the door. Just let let me get down here." But of course, Antonio Banderas, being the hero of the movie, is like, "There's a terrified girl. I have to let her in." Right. Exactly. Uh, and he does let her in, and she almost immediately passes out. She does faint immediately. That is true. Yeah. Well, the only thing she does say, she says, they're coming. They're going to be here. And he's like, yeah. Ooh. Um, but uh, he then carries her into the security office. And everybody's trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they go, well, we should call the police. Well, wait a minute. The phone lines are down. And nobody has mm-hmm. cell service. Mm-hmm. Suspicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's a knock, knock, knock at the front door, and it's Ben Kingsley. Sir Ben appears on screen ben. for the first time. Yeah. Uh, and it is like, I mean, because I love Ben Kingsley, it is all of a sudden you sit up and go like, oh, wow, this movie got a little classier by having, mm-hmm. uh, you know, one of the great British actors in it. Um, I wish he did more in the movie and had a more interesting part, yeah. but you know, yeah, it because he is that, that way was, overqualified. That might have been one of the only letdowns of the movie. Is that yeah, there, this part wasn't you know. No, it's a pretty stock villain. Like it, don't, and yeah. you don't really get to. I mean, because he could totally be a Hans Gruber. Like I think they want right. him to be that, but he's not. Right, and you have an actor yeah, who is and, more than capable of doing that. Yeah, and Ben Kingsley does seem like he's kind of coasting through yeah. the movie. Uh, he's still very good because oh, yeah, yeah. obviously but he does i get the impression he's just kind of like just very carefree just kind of skating through this yeah through this, uh, i mean the guy is such a good actor he can do that and still be great like you know like yeah. that sort of thing where it's like because i also think he's probably looking at the script going well there's really not much to do here so how much more do right. i need to uh you know dive into this exactly uh yeah, yeah. but still happy to see him and 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 glad he's in yeah. it over i mean any number of terrible actors we could have in it uh sure we so, could have gotten the partner part two. Oh man i mean that's that's where you get a a massive difference even if the character is still underwritten just having a great actor in the part 
keeps right, you from exactly. having a part. Oh my god, that guy! That's one of the worst. <laughs> that guy's got to be one of the worst actors we've ever seen in a movie. I think so. He's yeah, horrible I think so. in that movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he's saying he's the the girl's father. Yes. And Vance immediately is like, and "Oh great, we got her upstairs." And this Banderas is like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait." Like we can't just take it on faith. She said someone's coming after her. Right. And so they ha- they're holding the girl who's unconscious. And Bandera starts like, how old is she? What is her name? Unfortunately for Banderas, none of these questions can really be corroborated. True, because she's unconscious. Uh, and then and then it's like, does she wear braces? And he's like, and I do like that there's this moment where you can see Ben Kingsley being like, mm, no. Yeah, and they're he's like, like very focused on the lock because it's just about to be unlocked by Vance. He's like, yeah. as soon as that comes undone, I don't need to keep answering these stupid questions. L- yeah. Let me just uh, let me just kind of wait it out a little bit. But yeah, yeah uh, that's nice and she doesn't have braces and, and Vance is getting upset with Banderas now being like, no, look, man, clearly this is his daughter. Banderas mm-hmm. is still eh, seems a little convenient. Uh, she seemed really another scary. really nice thing about this is. Uh, oftentimes in these movies, I, I think of uh, Cobra. Mm-hmm. Why why did Cobretti have the thought that it's not just one serial killer, it's right. a group, other than he's the protagonist <laughs> and needs to be right. Right, uh, right. Whereas this movie, the girl says, they're coming for me they're coming for me they're coming yeah which is the inciting event for antonio banderas to be like now hold on let's not trust these people right away you know? <laughs> yeah he has uh, evidence that this this guy may be trouble exactly yeah it, it makes yeah. sense no it's just it's <laughs> just want to point out we, like we like w- like just the smallest details we're of just, competency we're just looking for logic <laughs> We're just looking for logic and motivation. I don't know. That's all, that's, we need. That's all we're looking for, man, uh, in these yeah. movies. Is that too much to ask? Apparently, Apparently for most is. of these movies. Yeah, this is, yeah. That's why this thing, like all of a sudden, we're really heaping praise on a totally forgettable like straight-to-video action movie. But uh, Yeah, I mean, yes, it, that is 100%. But we start from everything on this show is that. Uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's where do you fall in the, in the spectrum yeah. there? Yeah. Um, and so finally she wakes up and just starts screaming and runs away uh, because Ben Kingsley is a vicious killer. Um, yeah. And I, 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 this is where when you do have an actor of Kingsley, even in a lesser part, <clears throat> the sudden turn where that mask slips and he's no mm. longer playing suburban father. And yeah. I just like, he just, he doesn't say anything. He just signals to his other guy who brings over this briefcase. And I'm thinking, what's going to be in here? A machine gun or a rocket launcher or, you know, because once again, I also I, love that this henchman has like this very ominous like cloak and hood. Oh yeah, he, like they're in a all, cult. I, well, yeah, all of a sudden I go like, Here, this guy looks like a bad guy from The Witcher walking over here. You know, yeah. like <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, he he brings this over and he just opens it up and it's full of cash. And I like that he's just like, this is one point two five million dollars. You know, and I will pay it to you to just let the girl go and wipe the security cameras. And I like that immediately, of course, Banderas is like, don't take the money. This is not worth it. And Vance is like, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, this is an interesting uh, performance uh, for this character, yeah. uh, Vance. Yeah. Uh, because I think he, I think ultimately he was never going to take no. the money until, until, until the lives of him and like his coworkers right. were threatened. I think that's what did it. And so you do see like, 
it's not really going to take the money. Obviously, that's a lot of money to look at all of a sudden. But yes. like, no, no, I can't do that. And then, oh, oh, now you're threatening these people that I care about. Well, because I, yeah, we're, yeah we're, we probably should. We probably should do it. Well, that's know? where he's like, um, that's that's option one. Option two is I kill you and everyone in this mall. Exactly. And that's exactly. when he's like, I, I don't, I don't know. But it, and and even still, he's not a hundred percent. He's like, well, I maybe I, it is just this girl. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And that's when Antonio yeah. Banderas knocks him out. And once again, it doesn't feel like Antonio Banderas. It's not an ego thing. It is like this guy's indecisiveness is going to end up being the big problem here. So I need to just exactly. take him down. And there's never – also, they never even play a scene where he wakes back up and he's like, why would you do that to me? What do you – exactly. oh, it's yeah. so refreshing to have none of this yeah. ego, as you said, dick measuring contest in this thing never in this movie oh i'm just happy to be rid of those scenes i'm sure we'll be right back into them in the weeks to come but uh, oh i'm sure but at least we get a brief respite from it here Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. and then uh uh, once again kingsley is good where he's like "Mm, the real man in charge you know And, and it is and he locks the door and kingsley is just i mean kingsley is kind of on autopilot but he does choose to play this guy calm as opposed to a screaming psychopath he's yes. just because he's just yes. like well that's the decision you've made hey he's a business he's yeah. a businessman he's a professional you know he is and that this and is just all part of the job kingsley once again it is he plays it in his voice he plays it in his physicality he plays it in how he gives orders how he responds to a situation like this he's not screaming he's just going i see well that's unfortunate for you yeah, because uh, he says uh, he's he's like uh, he's like you should have let him take the money because at least then you could have put the blame on him for getting everyone killed. Good stuff. I mean, this is this is totally decent stuff. Um, so uh, let's see. This is then Kingsley assembles all of his henchmen and they start getting out their weapons and gear. And he's like, put sni- put a sniper over there. I almost said snipers. We don't have the money for snipers. We have one sniper in this movie. Um, We've got one guy. Yeah. <laughs> put him over there. Assemble a team there. You know, he's just, he's just, he's already, you know, in his head, even before he went up to that, he already had a plan to attack this mall. So right, exactly. he's, he's, uh, uh, he's good. Mean, in the meantime, Antonio Banderas is trying to reach the girl, trying to get her to come out and trust him. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I did laugh at this. She, she pulls out a toy gun on him, but it makes the sound of an actual gun having its hammer <laughs> pulled back. And I did think, all right, come on now. It makes a full like click, 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 you know, like, and it's like a little toy rifle. All right. Yeah, that's very not... clearly a toy. <laughs> but it still it makes like the metal clicking sound of an actual gun. That is a, that's a plastic rifle. Yeah, that uh... doesn't that doesn't work. Um, I, I like the scene, though. Mm-hmm. You know, with with him and work, because he's like, "Look, this is not. We're not fucking around. People are gonna die. You have to trust me. I will save yeah. you." Um, yeah. and you know they uh, she pulls gun on him. Takes it. Uh, he swears to protect her. He pinky swears because <laughs> she's a kid. Yeah, you know, which is kind of cute. Yeah, yeah, because uh, they do bring that back. Um, right. And it seeds that, and then so later when they're closer, like that has more meaning. So, right, you know. right. Um, and uh, uh, so they bring her back to the security office to try to figure out, and it, and it is Mason, Chad Lindbergh, who 
recognizes her as this witness in this big case. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chad Lindbergh, by the way, people may remember him as Jesse from the first Fast and Furious movie. Um, And he was also in um, October Sky with Jake Gyllenhaal, which is a very good movie. Um, And he's just a, he's a character actor who appears in a lot of TV and movies and stuff. But I always think of him from Fast and Furious because I've seen that movie a number of times. The Uh, first one? You've seen that a a bunch of times? Yeah, because I usually watch the whole thing, you know. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, I do. From start to even even too fast too furious interesting you've i mean i'll say this they all they all matter they all are important even even the ones that aren't as good they (laughs) do set up things in the future that is a franchise that never forgets anything that's happened in its previous Mm. entries so which i appreciate about the the tight continuity of the fast and the furious franchise um so uh yeah he he recognizes her and they (laughs) Yeah, that's as much as we get. Yeah, was it? Would you say the triple six, or whatever? Yes. Yeah, they're the they're the they bad call. guys. Who knows what they're doing? Who cares? Uh, they killed her father, who was going to turn evidence against them, and she witnessed yes. that murder, which is what she'll testify to. Yes. Uh, that's that's what we that establishes the stakes. And once again, in a, in a movie like this, that's all you fucking need. Yeah, that's all yeah. you need, man. Uh, she's going to yeah. testify and bring down this, this organization. Girl- yeah, this felt a little bit more expositiony. Yeah, you know, like they have like a little line like, "Excuse me for being on top of the news or whatever," but yeah. like, you know, whatever they they get the information out, like they get it over with, and then they get back to the movie. So hundred percent, yes. Yeah. So pretty much immediately from here is where Banderas shifts into military captain mode, right? And he's going like, "Yes, we have to defend this moral." Mm-hmm. Um. And, and every like literally everybody's like you're right we will listen to you okay i love it because once again yeah. you have limited time in a movie like this skip all that shit like yeah, it's, I, it's not necessary because any rational human being would listen to this guy <laughs> yeah because i wouldn't know what to do in that kind of situation oh, god, no. so Lord, thank no. god somebody's taking point on it like, the best we could offer is having seen these movies and going, well, in Die Hard 2, they did this. Like, <laughs> Exactly. I remember that time that Harrison Ford tried to, you know. Uh... <laughs> this is like in The Fugitive. When he... no, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he, uh, uh, they, 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 they lock the place down. He starts to formulate plan. And his mm-hmm. big thing is we got to hide the girl. Um, yeah. which she's really upset. This is where you get a little bit where she's like, I don't want to hide. I can help you. Once again, the yes. girl. She she is the only one who sort of, uh, 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 what's the word, sort of. Uh, pushes back. Pushing uh, up again. Pushes yeah, back, yes. Yeah, yeah, sort of clashes with him. And so he's kind like, of annoying. No, yeah. you have to stay in this closet. And he gives her yeah. a, 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 a walkie-talkie, a bottle of water, and something else. I can't remember. Um anyway he gives her supplies in there and i don't it's not even it's i guess it's halfway a humorous thing that they all have like little kids walkie talkies yes well they they have the security ones i he gives her the 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 child one because i i don't think there's another right like security walkie talkie i think that's the in movie in uh explanation as to why this adorable pink walkie talkie is what antonio banderas is using Right, right. Um, so he puts her in the closet. Um, I just my note just says she's snarky. 
Um, <laughs> so then they watch the villains are in the parking lot and they're watching on the um, security camera them disabling all of their cars. Mm-hmm. And what uh, Bandera says, this is good news. And they're like, what? What are you talking about? He goes, well, if they knew the police weren't coming, they wouldn't hide what they're doing. Because Kingsley earlier had said, there are no police patrols coming. You know, there's no way to. And it's just like, well, wait a minute. That's obviously bullshit. Because look, they're being real covert. They might Mm -hmm. be spotted. Uh, And then uh, uh, Vance says, I hope they don't find that 357 Magnum in my car. (laughs) And he's like, what? He goes, yeah, I have a conceal and carry permit. And pretty late in the movie, we get our first one-liner, which is from mason who says what's the point of conceal and carry if you don't carry <laughs> not bad a pretty good line yeah yeah and he's just like good. dude company policy i can't have a gun on the job i mean obviously something yeah, burt reynolds sense. didn't know when he was a mall security guard well you know he wasn't a good you know mall security would he work there right. about 15 minutes yeah before he shot somebody um what a uh, can't pack heat? Come on. <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, he he says, "Why don't we just get out of here, man? Why don't we just leave?" And Vendaris is like, "You can leave, but they will kill you." Yeah, because yeah, they're obviously outside, and they will shoot this guy. And he says, obviously. "He said uh, what Vendaris says is what we have to do is hold them all because obviously the feds are going to know their caravan." got taken out they're gonna look for this girl they're gonna find her here eventually we just have to hold this place until the feds get here this is all this is also all decent screenwriting because you're just setting the stakes parameters and ticking clock of the movie yes because he says uh they said what are we gonna do and he says right now time is our enemy let's make time our friend yeah that's a good one this movie has doesn't have a whole lot of one-liners, but the ones that are there, not bad. Yeah, uh, as opposed to Raw Deal, where like, and and actually Cobra too, where it's just there's so many one-liners. It's it's totally. And some of them are good, but some of them just aren't. <laughs> it's totally uh, quantity over quality in those movies. Yes, exactly. So we see them. They start making traps and barricades mm-hmm. in the mall. The villain's plan is just to drive an SUV through the front door of the mall. Yeah. Um, that's that's it which they do and this is where we're introduced to which guy is this i don't i don't know i don't know which one it is either but this guy because you see the suv driving in the front of the mall and then there's another guy just on foot who's like running straight and like what the fuck is this guy gonna do and what he's gonna do is start climbing the 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 front signage of the mall, as you mentioned earlier, Lisman, putting an axe like a he's got like a hatchet, yeah, that he somehow plunges into the co- solid concrete of the building, yeah, <laughs> climbing it like it's the ice wall, yeah, or something. He's going up Everest here, and he's just going. Mm-hmm. It's thought, holy shit. <laughs> then I thought this was pretty cool though. When you cut to Banderas and the other guard, they have hoisted a couch up onto the roof. And they're covering it like in lighter fluid. And Vance says, what the hell are we doing? And Bandera says, sending them a message. 
And then they light this couch on fire and drop it onto the hood of the SUV, which I thought, well, that didn't do anything until the driver's side door of it comes out and this dude is on fire. Major <laughs> points for me for any action movie where there's a guy running on fire. Yes. yes. That is that all, is all one of my favorite things in these action movies that can happen is a guy on fire. The yeah. other thing I like about this is Kingsley sees this guy on fire and he just gives the signal to his sniper and the sniper shoots him. Yes. So establishing he does not give a shit about the people who he has hired. No, I love that where he's just like, that guy's going to burn to death. Just go ahead and shoot him. Yeah. That was a nice touch. There yeah. are little touches in this movie, which is something, once again, we rarely see. Um, yeah. So let's see. The climbing henchman, whoever this nut job is, gets up yeah. on the roof and he gets into a hand-to-hand combat fight with Vance. And yes. they're going down this set of stairs. And he's trying to hit him with a hatchet. And it's finally Ruby who ends up knocking him out when he's about to kill Vance. Which you're like, hey, that girl, I forgot about her. At this point, yeah. I was just calling her drunk security guard. Um, mm. She recovers from this but hangover they- pretty quickly. Yeah, but now they establish her as badass security guard. Oh, from here on out, she rules. Um, She's awesome. Uh, So, yeah, so they knock him out, but they establish his eyes open. He's not dead. Uh, They immediately go into the security office and pull down. Once again, these are are smart characters. They're thinking. They pull down all the maps of the mall, and they destroy all the monitors for the security cameras, so that can't be used against them by the villains. That's a really smart thing to do. Yes. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Characters preemptively making smart decisions in an action movie <laughs> on this show is unheard of. Unheard of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. M- most of the time, action heroes in these movies just out. They just out. Like, they're just so badass that it doesn't, like, there's no logic. There's no, they're just killing their way out and, right. and, and this definitely it's not like i mean antonio banderas like can perform very you know very convincing intimidating sort of pre- but like he's not like a big guy or anything no no so they 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 are playing into like he's he's smart he's not just you know skilled um which is well, nice. he was a special forces captain he would have yeah. a tactical intelligence he would know what yes. to do um yeah. And you see that here because he starts giving people assignments. This is one step in logic that the movie just kind of, you're kind of like, okay. When, um, oh, what's the guy's name? Johnny is like, I can make bombs. And they're like, what? He goes, the internet. And you're like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, okay. (laughs) Okay. Well, my big disappointment with that is he does, that doesn't pay off in the sense he doesn't make a bomb. Or if he does, it's not used. Uh, I guess there's some Molotov cocktails l- later in in the movie. There's but... the no, there is the one bomb that shoots nails into the guy. Wait, when was that? It's in there. It happens quickly. Was that before Johnny Johnny dies? No, it's after he dies, but it's clearly a bomb he made. Okay, gotcha. Because we see him making the bombs here. Yes, and this is also where we find out yeah. Ru- Ruby has archery skills. Yes, I wrote down Ruby equals Kate Bishop. Um, hundred percent. Um, (laughs) that's useful. Yeah. And that does pay off. We do see her using the bow. Yes. So, although I, I did like that they, 
the the arrows that would be in a mall would not be the super lethal no like no obviously they'd be recreational and yeah do about as much damage as what they do in no this she movie. she turns into <laughs> rambo here <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah it's very funny um um yeah it is one of those things where once again you just go like well for an action movie they've stocked this place with the killing kind of arrows right exactly um so they uh uh Let's see, where is this? Oh, the girl leaves the closet, of course, and she's like, I can help. Let me help. And you're like, yeah, God, okay. All right. Um, but they have her driving around this little RC car with a camera on it. Did you, did, were you at all wondering, like, what's the range of this RC car, you know? <laughs> yeah, because like, this, this is a very good RC car. I, I don't remember ever having one as a kid that would go even close to this far nowhere near <laughs> they were yeah. they were always not as cool as you wanted them to be was my memory of rc cars yeah you could be within like 15 feet mm -hmm. and have direct eyesight yep uh, uh direct eyeline to it yeah and that's really that's how it would work oh anything yeah anything else it's completely <laughs> so this is a very good rc car oh yeah yeah have. this is this is amazing uh, yeah, all of a sudden it's like a military thing where he can control. Right, it it's like a drone. It's essentially yeah. a drone. Yeah, basically, uh, yeah. Drone. Yeah, uh, and they they have a sticky note on it telling them to tune to a specific channel on their walkies so we can get the Die Hard esque Antonio Banderas talking to Ben Kingsley. There's always one of these. Yeah, know, because of Die Hard, you mm -hmm. know, it's there's always going to be one of these. No, that movie set forth an action movie trope. That you, we, I mean, I, how many movies have we already seen it on here where somebody's got to get on and be like, listen up, asshole. Here's how it's going to go down, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It just, it just go, oh, that's perfect. Uh, I love that that trope continues forever from Die Hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they don't do it too much in this. And also, Banderas is not the quipster that, uh, you know, Bruce Willis is. Thank God, yeah, I don't sure. want to see Banderas trying to do quips. Like I said, they give him a couple mm -hmm. of one-liners, but they're all sort of in-character responses that are clever, but not jokes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so they get on the, 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 the channel, and Kingsley uh, is like, you're never going to get out of this mall alive. And then he says, and let me, I'll let you hear me tell my men this. We just found out that if we kill this girl tonight, we each get a hundred thousand dollars extra. You know, and if we don't kill her tonight, if she lives to see the sunset, we're all going to be hunted for the rest of our lives. You know, it's a pretty good motivation. They're setting this movie is setting stakes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and raising them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. I mean, what, this basic shit. But. And they already, they already established that Ben Kingsley is willing to take out his own, yeah, you know, his own crew. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's backed uh, up. They do have this move, which is not bad, uh, where they, they, they set up. They, they do have a little drone that they fly into a balloon to pop, so that they can turn mm -hmm. one way, and then Ruby can shoot with, shoot them from behind with arrows. I which like is a good idea. It is know, a good idea. I like whoever this random badass female mercenary. is. She just takes an arrow on the like shoulder and is times. like, mm. she <laughs> takes the arrow on the shoulder and just kind of turns like, what was that? 
Holy I'm not buying it. Shit, yeah, then she takes one in the leg, goes down briefly, but then gets right up and is, and you're just like, this woman's unstoppable. <laughs> Why yeah. isn't she more of a main character in this thing? Holy shit. Felt like she should be, yeah. Yeah, it sure. seems like that she should have been the main henchman because, wow, mm. I just right, shoots henchman with arrow, no effect. <laughs> She's able to convince them, though, by playing dead to get them to walk away. Not good Which work is... on their part. No, they. you really need to double-check that, you know. <laughs> I mean, like, actual, like, military training would say you would still put a couple more just to be sure. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but they're like, nah, nah, she's dead, whatever. Um, oh, no, wait, this is before he dies, because my next note is um, Bomb shoots nails into Henchman's face. Oh, well, there you go. So, yeah, they walk by, I think it's a trip, it's one of the tripwire ones. And he doesn't just, kill him. Just He's it. just like, he just turns and the nails are embedded in his face. He's like, Argh! I don't remember that. All. I must have been writing notes. It's a quick, uh, a it's just a quick time. moment, but it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so, shoots into his face. Uh, Mason, of all people, is the one who's able to tase one of these guys and actually get his gun. And then he yeah. mows down this other guy, but not... Not in a tactical knows how to use a gun, but more in a just like and kills the guy. And you see yeah. he's actually you know, you just scared. just down that trigger. Um, yeah. You know. And he's scared and doesn't like. Once again, it affects him. He's kind of traumatized from here. He did not like killing that guy at all. It's weird when movies don't present killing as very easy and, you know. No, because like, basically to do. for the rest of the movie, this guy is like. Ah, ah, ah. Like he's terrified yeah. and traumatized. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's it's awful. Yeah. Um. Oh, uh, uh, there's a one-liner from Ruby here when Vance finds her and she says, "How you doing?" She says, "I smell like a two-dollar whore, but I'm good." That I that seemed a bit on this. Yeah, that line. That know. one's not the <laughs> that one comes out of not nowhere. the best line in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Let's see. So th there's a lot more running around of Antonio Banderas distracting guards and leaping over. There's a lot of him leaping over counters or sliding under tables. Yep. A lot He's of that in this that. movie. Yeah. Um, but the big moment here is a police squad car rolls up. And we had seen Antonio earlier teach uh, Johnny how to use Morse mm -hmm. code for SOS. Yes. With the flashlight. Mm -hmm. Um. But, oh, no, let's throw a wrench in that. The flashlight's broken now. And, uh, yes, and Johnny does the stupid, the yeah. stupid thing. Well, because Antonio Banderas, as Johnny's running the door, pulls out his flashlight and goes, you can use, oh. Oh, Because he just goes out there to, to run, uh, to run and, and get the cop's attention. But, of course, the sniper takes him out immediately. Yeah. Which I do feel like. That wouldn't be as quiet as it would. I mean, it's one of those movie things where, like, we're, uh, even we're... suppressed firearms <laughs> are still pretty loud. Especially when the cops yeah. are in the parking lot. Like, <laughs> they yeah, heard, yeah. They would have. No, it's, it is, movie logic is silencers are purely, si are completely silent. Yeah. They, there's where, no sound. When in actuality, it's like, if you're in a war zone, yeah. yes, it would mask that yeah. to a degree where you couldn't really distinguish it from anything what, else. What I heard somebody or... say is it, in a in a like civilian setting, it would be hard to pinpoint where it came from 
but you mm. would still clearly hear the crack of a gun like but you would be like where yes. was that it sort of masks the echo location of it more than anything but like gotcha. yeah if somebody was shot like across the street from you you would still hear it You'd still hear it, and you'd yeah. be like, oh, somebody got shot somewhere around here. Yeah. Let's bring some squad cars over. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, also, the, even the sound of the bullet going through the glass would make a sound. Yes. <laughs> yes, it would. But these cops are like, yep, nothing doing. Time to go home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's uh, amazing how few police officers in these action movies are competent. You know? It's, yeah. It's always, it's always a funny so uh antonio Banderas says for the rc car to drive to the food court so that the guys will follow it and he can attack them in the food court now keep in, mm -hmm. keep in mind we've established because the guy said he can't bring a gun in none of our security guards are armed including antonio yes. so this is the scene where he's he's he, he, he leaps over a thing knocks a guy down uses that guy as a human shield on the ground which i thought was kind of mm -hmm. cool and then gets mm -hmm. that guy's gun. And then here, from here on out, basically, Banderas is dual wielding. Yes. Which dual is wielding pistols. not a way anyone who knows a tactical use of a weapon would ever use these guns. No, you would uh, you would shoot the first gun until it ran out of ammo. And then and switch, then to the switch to the second gun. Yeah, yeah but... Cause uh, he's, cause... But, John, oh, but it looks... if you're being convenient if you're going to be tactical about yeah. it would you be sliding on an oil <laughs> slick on the ground okay shooting guns akimbo at two people on either side of you no but it's one of my favorite scenes in the movie yep because it's very rules good. when he slides <laughs> under that table because he's trying to hit these guys and they're behind corners so finally he runs and slides yeah on the floor and just bam bam hits them on both sides of him it felt very desperado it did know, I, very, I was like oh yeah 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 this is what we want to see him doing. This is where yeah. we want to see Banderas. Because yeah. he's pretty much always dual wielding in those movies. Yes. Um, but those movies are comic book cartoons, basically. Like, yes, you know, they're, they're not realistic at all. No, he's a full-on super. Yeah. Oh, those movies are amazing. I love both of them. Yeah. Uh, there's so much fun. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> I did think, like, hmm, this no longer feels like the tactics that be employed by an experienced special forces officer. <laughs> Well, he's improvising, you know? Yeah. There's always got to be an element of improvisation. Because <laughs> basically from here on, he's just awesome. Uh, yeah. Yes. Which is great. Once he gets the guns, he uh, he shoots the, So he, uh, he shoots those guys. Uh, oh, then he throws another guy through glass and then shoots him. <laughs> which is pretty cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, then this other guy is fighting him. And this is cool because he's a much bigger guy. Banderas is on the ground. So Banderas uh, kind of crawls on his back under a table and then kicks the guy's knees out, and the guy slams his head into the table. He gets a couple of uses out of this table in this fight scene, which is really great. It's nice. Um, then the next guy shows up with a knife, and he uses that to block the attack. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Really cool stuff. Like – yeah. You know, this movie doesn't, this is not a kung fu movie with like amazing choreography, but there is somebody thinking about the fight scenes and thinking, like, okay, how would, how would he use his environment to win these fights? Mm -hmm. And that's, that's and that really what it, we're asking for. It makes it more dynamic and it makes it more interesting to watch. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, the movie series that does that so well is the Denzel Washington franchise, The Equalizer. Um, those mm -hmm. movies really use that where, 
Like, literally, though, they had, like, okay, the climax is in, like, a Home Depot. And they literally brought in a Navy SEAL and had him go through and go, how would you defend this place? What would you use? How would you kill people? And he goes, well, I'd That's grab great. this. I'd make that. I could improvise a weapon out of that. And they do that all mm -hmm. through the movie, which is cool. That's obviously a big-budget studio movie. But sure. that really adds to that where he's not using guns. He's improvising with the tools in a Home Depot to mm -hmm. take guys out. Yes. Um, that uh, and yeah, so even though this movie doesn't have, say, the budget of, yeah, of the it's still it's it is, still using that mentality. There is still somebody thinking, how could we make this an interesting encounter? How can he use his environment? Because uh, Bandera says, like, we have the home turf advantage. Yeah. You know, we know the space. And right. so, like, it's nice to actually, like, all of these booby, like, uh, Home Alone booby traps that they've yeah. set up. Like, all of that kind of adds to that a little bit. So, like, he's not just bluffing when he says, no, we do have the home turf advantage here. Right. Uh, even though none of us are soldiers except me. You know? Right. So, yeah. I, I really like this sequence with the table. Very cool. Absolutely. So, from here, once they've sort of engaged all these guys, they decide, all right, now we need to move behind the riot barricade. Yes. So, they move to the that. Yeah, the big steel shutter thing. And I'm going like, hey, you still got to use that ATV at some point. But yo, we'll get yep. there. Um, we'll get there. We got to use that ATV and we got to use that uh, 357 uh, yep. revolver. Those are all set up and they do. That's the thing, though, yeah. in these movies, the 357 revolver really feels like the one they could have let go. And that could have just been yes. a line. But no, no, no. Yeah. No, he no. He just kind of felt like a one-off joke. Right. He named it Betty. Betty, I think, is what he named his pistol. Yes, I believe that is right. Because Banderas calls yeah. that out later when he grabs it. Um, yes. So uh, uh, they get everybody behind the barricade. Ruby has been shot during one of these shootouts, so they have to lay her down on a... Did she die? That's I... what I was about to ask. <laughs> she got... It's such a... I mean, I don't know how minor it was. They don't really show... Yeah, she gets shot in like the hip. Or like yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they 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 put duct tape around her waist to uh -huh. to stop the bleeding, and they lay her down on a bed. And, and Vance is really upset, but again. then we never see her again. Yeah. So I think yes. Yeah, I think she does because we see her there. We see Vance crying that she's been shot, and then we never yeah. see her again. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, because Vance, we see, like, he gets shot way more than she does. Oh, I couldn't but believe when, see... when Vance ends up alive, I thought for sure he had died. <laughs> right, exactly. Because they yeah, give him, like, like no, a heroic dead. sacrifice death, basically. Yes, but they... Oh, yeah, that seemed it. a little strange that he got to live, but... but if any, I might have flipped the... that and had them pulling Ruby out and had Vance die. Yes, yeah, that... I, that is exactly what I would have done. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, anyway uh the we, we we get this which is you know once again some pretty decent filmmaking with the girl hiding in this big dollhouse sort of mm -hmm. adding the you know i mean i'm not saying once again i'm not saying this is brilliant but the girl hiding in a child's playhouse she's being mm -hmm. forced to be in this extremely adult dangerous situation we have Amber yeah. uh, uh antonio talking to her and trying While to she's sitting in there calm her down there is also something about the character, which is that, like, she is a child, but she's trying, she wants to be treated like an adult. Right. And so this kind of adds to that. And then also the layer of, like, Antonio Banderas talking from the perspective of her father, but actually talking from his perspective about his own daughter. Yeah. Yeah. That's something. It's screenwriting 101. Yeah. It is. Because he talks about having yeah. a daughter her age. And, uh, and, yeah, this is where he's like, I just don't know if I can go back to them after the things I've done and seen, you know? 
they also establish uh that he doesn't really uh he like offers her a teddy bear or something it's like uh i'm 13 like, yeah isn't but your daughter my age that you shit pays off yes, that they pay off that's just yes. a one-off line where you think like oh he's just supposed to be an out-of-touch dad oh no yes. no no that's a setup i love it yeah mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. So, uh, let's see. <laughs> uh, Kingsley says, do you really think this will stop me? This steel gate. And then he gets our last one liner. He says, because I will huff and I will puff. <laughs> Not bad. Not <laughs> a bad is, villain line. This is why you, yeah. That's why you bring in Ben Kingsley. Cause he does. He line. makes a meal out of that. That's nice stuff. Yeah. I like that that's all he says. He doesn't do an I will blow your house down. It's just the... Oh, because we know what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, we know what... Everybody knows the, the the second half of that line. Yeah. I know. That's it. Whereas I will huff and I will puff. Uh, mm -hmm. They uh, they get this steel door that's established down instantly. <laughs> yes. They just that ram a forklift through it and they, yank they this do. thing down, man. Yeah. Yes. Um, and and Banderas has gotten to the back of the mall, which is when the feds, in quotes, have arrived. Mm, uh, yes. We we have Vance whipping Molotovs at this point, though. Yep. Uh, yeah, Vance has gone full on action hero. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, he's, yeah. For, for, for this part of the film, he's like single-handedly ho holding off. Well, because he's, uh, he's lighting up the ground with Molotovs, and then he shoots the gas tank on the... Yes. forklift and blows it and like three guys up yeah, yeah. this is good shit that's good stuff that is very yeah. good um yeah. and so he's like oh good the feds are here uh yeah go ahead and bring her uh he says to mason go ahead and bring her back here the girl so we can hand her off but mm -hmm. this is when he sees the 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 three sixes tattoo mm -hmm. which i'm just now realizing of course is also Satan. Six, six, six. Yeah. Yeah. Great. There could be a, maybe there's something there. Well, that I guy in the hood, maybe it is a satanic cult. Uh, <laughs> seems like it could be. I don't know. This movie's very uninter uninterested in doesn't, who this. Doesn't matter. Uh, and that's kind yeah. of fine. Like, you know, it's, it's just, it just, it wants to keep it simple and just about the action. Uh, yeah. and, and these characters, the villains are just the external threat. That's okay. Right. Once yeah. again, especially when you have $15 million and 88 minutes of screen time. Don't overcomplicate. Uh, we know they're bad. That's all we need to know, you know. And this is this is a good contrast with Cobra, where like there is this cult, and they put in enough to make you be like, yeah, wait, but what is this yeah. cult? Like, what is going on? Right. Uh, no. Whereas this movie, they don't even really bother, and so they you don't really ask the questions. No, we 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 just establish. Oh, there's some sort of criminal organization. Great. That's all we. That's yes. all that matters for this plot exactly yeah. uh so he sees he sees oh no these guys aren't the feds and so he gets on his walkie and says hey be sure to bring your teddy bear yeah uh and uh and it off. yeah and that stops her unfortunately mason gets lit the fuck up with bullets here he, he does yeah this is pretty Poor unceremonious mason. like he just gets yeah. destroyed uh yeah the little girl runs off banderas is able to take these guys down though yep uh even though he was on his knees so when they shoot mason it gives him enough time for him uh to to kick ass yeah um so uh yeah then uh, he tells her to hide 
And he said, I pinky swore to save you. And he's going to do it. And this is when he fires up that ATV. And then proceeds to drive around this mall shooting bad guys while riding this thing. Yes. And it's, yes. it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 I like it more than the Arnold driving to satisfaction and shooting guys in the construction. I That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Of. Uh, it makes more sense. It, weirdly enough, Antonio Banderas we, riding an ATV around a mall shooting people makes way more sense. Well, because unlike – because Raw Deal, it's like, let's go to a location we've never been before. Right. Establish something that has never been established. Yeah. We're just going to assume that Arnold is fighting this yeah. criminal organization. Because other than otherwise, he's just killing people <laughs> who do – Right, 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 right. Who are just going well, about their And business. here he's on the ATV because he's, he's telling the girl to hide and he's trying to draw them away. Like there's exactly. a tactical sense – in needing to get on a vehicle and move fast. It's not just about cuz shooting from a moving vehicle is not a good thing, you know, is for no. your aim and stuff like that, but that's not the point here. If he gets a couple of these guys that's good, but he's just trying to draw them away. Yes. He ends exactly. up I like this thing too where he spins it on its side so it slides and they shoot the bottom of it but it protects him. That was cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh cool. I thought that I thought that was pretty good. Uh, he, uh, let's see. This is where we, we have, this is one of my problems. We have two main henchmen. We had the climbing mm -hmm. guy, but he died. And then I think this is the guy he fights. Who's apparently called dead eyes. According to IMDb, <laughs> which is never said nope. in the movie. Nope. Nope. Uh, not once, <laughs> not ever, but this is Kung yeah. Lee who is uh, a Vietnamese martial artist. Uh, yeah. He's a, he's an MMA fighter. Yeah. Right? And uh, and has been in a lot of martial arts movies. Yes. Um. Yes. It's seen, I see pictures of him fighting Scott Adkins on here. Um. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of stuff. He's always also in uh, a crazy movie called The Man with the Iron Fists, uh, which is the Rizaz kung fu movie. Have you seen that, Lesman? No. Oh, this movie's insane, man. You would love The Man <laughs> with the Iron Fists. Uh, uh, Riza from the Wu-Tang Clan he is a, a lifelong martial arts movie fan and he finally yes. just decided to make his own movie and Eli Roth and Quentin Tarantino produced it and the, <laughs> he stars as the titular man with the iron fist he's literally wearing iron gauntlet gloves and fighting people in it oh yes I actually I remember seeing the trailers for this movie yeah and it's got uh, it's got uh, Lucy Liu and Russell Crowe uh, our one of our favorites, Dave Batista, is in it. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, it's well worth your time. I will say, I, I really enjoy that movie. It is an absolutely okay. like insane grindhouse kung fu movie. Uh, Excellent. It's a lot of that fun. Great. It's a lot of fun. Uh, made by a guy who's kind of like us and just has a great love for that genre. Um, so <laughs> cool. The, yeah, it's, it's 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 that's a good one. Um. So yeah, so he see he he ends up fighting this guy. Yeah, uh, this guy does a, a a pretty good stunt. Obviously, the editing it takes away from the impressiveness of it. Uh, but he like jumps off of like a second story, like of the mall, and like lands on Antonio Banderas yeah. on this sort of ATV. Thing. Yes, and th this that, is that, uh, that was pretty cool. This is the yeah. biggest like hand to hand fight we have in the movie, and I thought it was pretty good. It was pretty good. You know yeah. the the things they were doing were in, it wasn't just like haymaker, no haymaker, 
haymaker, you know. No, there's a lot of grappling and throwing people around and diving onto the ground. And I like this yeah. bit when he pulls the knife, Antonio Banderas disarms him. Then they kind of both scramble for the gun on the ground. Like like we were talking about, there is a sense of motivation of these fight moves. It's not just haymakers. It is, oh, shit, I got to get this knife away from him. I got the knife away from him. They both see the gun. They both go for the gun, and they're fighting each other. There is mm-hmm. now that's that's just what that's once again the bare minimum of motivating action in these movies. Yes, and uh, yes. and it was just nice to see. I was caught up in the fight in a way that I'm often yes. not in these movies, where I was yeah. like, oh, I, wow. you know, obviously I'd love to see uh, extended, uh, you know, extended takes of yeah uh, i mean i mean that that's not what this movie is it's not what this movie movie is banderas isn't a martial artist this guy could do that i mean i we we gotta see i really want to see this movie with him and scott adkins because watching those two fight i bet is pretty cool oh hell yeah yeah uh we'll get back to adkins on this show we love adkins um i just saw scott adkins in a movie that i'm sure you've seen mm. uh triple triple threat i love triple threat yeah. Okay. That I had a movie feeling. is amazing. That is so good. that is one of the that is one of my absolute favorite like B action movies. Yes, one hundred percent. That is it's like a it's like a who's who of B action. They're movies. all in it, man. That if I can yeah. recommend anybody check out anything, it is that Scott Adkins, yeah. uh, Michael Jai White. Black Dynamite is in this he's, movie, and he's like, so good in it. He's so good. And yeah. uh, what do you got? Tony Jaw in there. Tony Jaw. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, uh, 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 Tiger Chang. Yeah, he's great. I haven't seen Tiger. I, I haven't seen him in anything. Else, uh, uh, highly recommend uh, Man of Tai Chi with him, yeah, which is oh. uh, the directorial debut of Keanu Reeves. Oh, cool! And he's the star of it. Keanu Reeves plays the bad guy in it, and it's a really, really good martial arts movie. Uh, right. And that's where I saw him and was blown away by him. And I thought he was so good. And I thought he was really good in Triple Threat as well, which is yeah. just yeah. a fucking crazy and fun movie. Oh, it's it's insane, but it's, it's very good. It's it's a blast. That one is great. Yeah. That's a top. Like I said, that's like top of the heap for these kind of movies. Um, Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an excellent one. Uh, so let's see. Uh, uh, the, the, uh, he, uh, he gets. Yeah. Where are I? <laughs> uh, they're, they're in the, the fight scene. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, this is where uh, Antonio Banderas he gets the gun. Oh no, the bad guy gets the gun, but Antonio's on the ATV, and he ends up sending it into the cr- sending it crashing into the van. Uh, yes, that, that's so, blocking the signals. Right. Yeah. So he just gets away from right. Dead Eyes. Right. Because uh, that's that's his mission here. Is like. This fight is just delaying what I need to do, which is take out this van. Which right, is because they set they set this up. He takes out the van, and that that's that that stops the blocking of the phones. Because the sniper mm-hmm. has a shot on Banderas, and it's dead eyes. He says, "No, he's mine," which is yeah. a terrible, uh, like mindset for a tactical henchman or whatever to be like. Instead of just yeah. taking out the threat immediately, the idea of I need to make it personal and win a fight against him, yeah, this, <laughs> is such a movie villain my, thing. Which my is ego has been bruised. Right, I can't let it stand. Right, uh, because now Banderas is in the parking lot, right, and yeah. uh, mm-hmm. uh, and Kingsley's in the mall looking for the girl, and he's trying to offer her a deal, going, "Let's negotiate," and he's basically mm-hmm. going. Uh, why don't you come out and I'll raise you to be a killer like me? That's fucking he, wild. 
That is that is a pretty wild tactic. I mean, I don't know what else you could do to try, but you know. Yeah. But... He goes, "Come yeah. on, I'll tell him you're dead. Then I'll raise you, and I'll teach you how to be like me." Weird. Yeah, it, it'll be a regular Leon the professional. No, it, it, it is kind of me. It is that. kind of me going. I actually kind of want to see that movie. Um... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's that movie Hannah, where the girl is raised oh, in the woods true. to be a killer, which is a really cool mm-hmm. movie. Um. So, uh, meanwhile, Banderas is in the parking lot. These guys are coming after him, both the sniper and uh, and Dead Eyes, who's chasing him. Well, the sniper's trying to shoot him, of course, and Dead Eyes is yeah. actually chasing him. But this is where he remembers, as we do in the screenplay, that there is a revolver in Vance's car. Yes. So he gets to the car. He gets Betty, the 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 big. This thing is ridiculous because it's also three fifty seven. It's a totally modified. It's got like a rail system for a scope on top of it. <laughs> yeah, I was. I just saw this. I'm like, what the fuck? What is this gun? Yeah, what he's, am I looking he's at? He's clearly this? like customized the hell out of it, which kind of does fit his character. You can imagine this guy at home tinkering with the specifications of his weapon. Yeah, uh, he's peacocking his gun. He really you know? is. Like... Um, <laughs> uh, he, uh, he is, yeah. And uh, so you've got dead eyes running at him. You've got the sniper trying to line up a shot. And in a very like Clint Eastwood, almost quick draw kind of moment, he perfectly puts a round through the sniper's scope, which is the coolest way to kill a sniper always. And then spins around as dead eyes is jumping in the air and shoots him. Mm -hmm. Pretty cool. Yeah. This was, this was very desperado as well. The quick, like bang, bang, bang. You know, yes. it's very yes. over the top, uh, but Definitely. very fun. We Ex- want these movies to be over the top. Very, very fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so now the U.S. Marshals. I say U.S. Marshals calling. Yes. So uh, uh, so he destroyed the van. So Jamie, I think is the name of the girl. Yes. Calls uh, on the on the walkie talkie. Yes. Uh, or on the radio. Uh, and so they sh- this is i think where they start to show up perhaps or yes uh yeah 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 oh yeah well it was also where we get a little bit of ben kingsley's thing about like i never had a father my father right. left me at the train station with 50 quid in my pocket right yeah. and i can make you his father successful is killer. Uh, daniel day lewis from <laughs> there will be blood <laughs> i've abandoned my boy i've abandoned my <laughs> child uh <laughs> Oh, there he is. Um, oh, oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, and so he says, like, he'll take care of her. If you don't testify, I'll take care of you. Uh, and, of course, then this is when he when he finds her. Um, he grabs her at the exact moment Antonio Banderas comes back in. Mm-hmm. And another setup and payoff. We saw him give her that taser. And what yep. does she do? She tases Ben Kingsley, so he drops her. And then I did think mm-hmm. this was a little unceremonious. Banderas just shoots him in the head and it's over. You're like, oh. Yeah. Well, I kind of wanted true. more of a thing between them. This, yeah. It wasn't going to yeah, be a fight. A, Kingsley's not going to fight dead. anybody. But at least more no. of like a tete-a-tete kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, you know, I wouldn't describe, uh, uh, um, oh, God. Like I, I think about like one of the classic action movie deaths for a villain. Yeah, uh, Hans Gruber. Well, that's like, one. Of, I mean, that's like a, a fight scene. No, but no, it's no. Like, but it's but the it whole is a thing. very dramatic death. And it has multiple villain. turns. He tells him to put his gun down. 
Then he thinks he's got the upper hand. He quips back the yippee motherfucker, but he doesn't know John McClane has the gun taped to his back. So he shoots, mm-hmm. he shoots the other guy and shoots Gruber. But then it, it, I mean, it may be the best villain death in any movie is, is very even that turn then where it's like, I've still got your wife's wrist and I'm raising my gun. And then they release the Rolex that they set up in the beginning of the movie because Die Hard is a perfect screenplay. I've said this many times. <laughs> there, That thing works like clockwork. There is nothing yes. that doesn't pay off in that movie. Uh, yes. And not yes. all of it exactly. is super obvious. Like even the thing about like, show them the Rolex. You don't expect mm-hmm. that to come back as it does here. And then no. Alan Rickman falling is amazing. Yeah. Absolutely yes. incredible. Uh, but but this scene is very reminiscent of that scene actually. Like, it is the way that Banderas like walks in up, and he's injured, full of bullets. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, is, does he have a pistol taped to his back? Is that is that what? They don't do that, but it, no. it did feel very it, it reminiscent. Felt very diehard, except it's just it's over so quickly. And Ben yeah. Kingsley's like, good, fine, I'll go home. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So the real Fed shows up. The girl hugs Antonio Banderas. Vance is alive. And he salutes him because mm-hmm. they made it. Everybody else is dead. Yeah. Uh, Everybody else is dead. Apparently. Then we get this weird scene where Banderas wakes up in the hospital and the little girl's in his room. Mm. And he's like, uh, well, where, where are they taking you? Where are you going? She goes, I don't know, some kind of foster home. And then Banderas is like, oh, I wouldn't be too sure about that. And then her uncle, who we've never met or heard anyone talk about, shows up. No, we have. Oh, heard did they talk about him? Talk about oh, I did. Yes. I forgot. So, about it, that. so in the conversation, uh, this is actually a setup and payoff as well. Oh, okay, all right. In the conversation when she's sitting in the 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 child's home or whatever, yeah, yeah, she says like, "It's like this reminds me of like my childhood when I went and stayed with my uncle." Uh, and and things were really great and then for some reason my father took me away and i never saw him again gotcha gotcha okay so she does set it up she does set up the i had completely forgotten that um yeah but it also makes it seem like banderas was like to the marshals like find her uncle Uh, and then he passed out from the bullet wounds (laughs) right exactly like why it is very strange because how what does he know why does he ask where are you going yeah and then to be like or does he recognize her uncle? I don't know. It wasn't. Yeah, clear. why would he know what the uncle looks like when he sees him? He's just like, I wouldn't be too sure. This uh, is kind of the weirdest, probably most ham-fisted. It's very much like him. a happy ending. We need everything wrapped up. Because yeah. then we transition from this to Banderas getting off of a bus and walking yes. across the street. And he does have a big old teddy bear. Has a big teddy bear for and, his daughter. And there's his wife and daughter. And he embraces them. And the movie ends. Everything yes. ended up all right for everybody. Kind of. Except, except for all the people for who died. Mason and Ruby Johnny. and Johnny. They all got shot to death. <laughs> they did. <laughs> so that's uh that's security. Security, yeah. And now pretty see good. this is pretty good in one of our shorter episodes because we didn't have a lot to rag on. This was just a, a, a fairly decent movie. Yeah. Um so uh Listen, your favorite kill of the movie. Mm. Here's the thing, because we talk about kill of the movie. It doesn't have to be how the person dies. It can be how the... I mean, I got to go with the sliding, right? And the dual guns. I think so. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. just That's such the coolest, a, like, action move. Absolutely. Know? I mean, that is yeah. that is like a quintessential action movie sequence. 
yes uh i i loved it uh i thought that was great i was i was very happy when that happened yeah the next best thing would probably be the shooting the sniper through the scope yeah that one's good too i mean that that double move of the scope and then the guy coming at him in the air that he turns and does both is pretty cool but 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 i think the sliding one was more visually striking yeah you know yeah Uh, i did like the guy that he that he takes out uh uh, on the table too when he kicks the guy and he smashes yes. his head on the table that was also very cool i like that, that too very, there's very some cool. good ones in this like we said the the action is thought out the stunts are thought yes. out in this movie which is which yes. is great uh i love to see that uh okay we don't have many one-liners on this one so let's quickly pick our favorite one-liner here uh when vance says he has a gun in his car but he doesn't have it with him uh mason says what's the point of conceal and carry if you don't carry um, Bandera says, "Right now, time is our enemy. Let's make time our friend." Uh, when they're lighting a couch on fire on top of the roof, Van says, "What the hell are we doing?" And Bandera says, "Sending them a message." And <laughs> um, uh, uh, when Vance asks Ruby how she's doing, she says, "I smell like a two-dollar whore, but I'm good." <laughs> Which Great. just that line comes out of nowhere. That did not need to be. Yeah. There. And then uh, finally, Ben Kingsley saying he will get through that metal gate. He says, "I will huff and I will puff." Mmm. Mmm. Indeed. Yeah. This is a this is a tough one because they're all uh, except for the two dollar horror line. They're all pretty decent. Right. They're all exactly. in character. They're all once again. They're not too jokey. That's the problem with the two dollar horror one. I don't know yes. who, why would she say that and come up with that and. That'd be weird. Know. That'd be one of those where if somebody said that, you'd be like, what? What? <laughs> where did that come from? All right. <laughs> is, that, is that necessary to say that? All right. Unnecessary bash <laughs> against sex workers. All right. Yeah. Well, all right. Sure. well, yeah. Cheap ones. Yeah. Yeah. Cheap shot. Yeah. <laughs> um, Seems uh, kind of mean, but okay. Uh, <laughs> just making a living. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I... Uh, yeah, it's tough. I, mm. I mean, mm. I, the the Kingsley one I like because of his delivery, certainly. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. The let's make time our friend one is a is a is probably the best like action movie one. Yes. Yes. Um, although I, I think the funniest one is the what's the point of concealing carry if you don't carry? That's like the best so- joke. Yeah, so it really, it, I think it's a matter of taste at this point. Because I think they're all sort of on the same level. They're just accomplishing different things. Yeah. You know? I, so, gosh, I, yeah, this is tough. This I'm, is a tough one. I'm going to lean to, I'm gonna lead towards just because I like Kingsley, the, the Huff and Puff one. You know? Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty, I, I will go with, I, I think, I, I feel equally strong about all of these. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Let's let's give it to Kingsley. Just he's just a, he's for a very good actor. he really that one he really brought his A game to that line I think so yes. yeah let's yes. let's go with Ben Kingsley so that's that's yeah. our best. Well, listen, as that's you great. know, I'm always in the market for the strangest of reviews for these movies. Mm. Um, yes. So uh, I, we, we we once again visit IMDb to find uh, the absolute uh, strangest reviews I can, and of course I will give you uh, a one star. And a ten star uh, review here. Um, right. So let's 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 start uh, here with the. Um, uh, oh, where where am I going? Sorry, uh, the with the. Uh, uh, one star? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go with the one star here. 
Um, <laughs> I, I, I think uh, I think I might just go with this because I love the title of this and how snarky it is. Uh, this comes to us from Ungrateful Whelp is the IMDb user, and uh, 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 the title of the review is "Someone Should Call Security to Evict This Flick from Netflix." <laughs> One was of it the- on Netflix. It was Wait, on Netflix. Did you watch it on Netflix? Oh. That's where I watched it. No, no, I should have. Okay, God damn it, PlayStation. I'm sorry to interrupt, but yeah, yeah. I, I searched it on all of you know. You can search it, and yeah. it just came up on Amazon Prime. Oh. for three ninety nine. Oh no, uh, yeah, this yeah, was on yeah. Netflix. Oh no, oh, shit. Well, that's yeah. okay. Well, whatever. You supported this movie, apparently. Yeah. So he's like, they did it. You uh, know, there could be a it could be a worse movie to support yeah. financially. So yeah, totally. Uh, he starts his review. One of the worst movies I've ever seen. And I don't say that lightly. The premise is thus. The bad guys want to kill a witness for a drug gang, so they wipe out a team of escorting U.S. Marshals, and she legs it to a mall. Then Banderas and his heroic band of geeks pick them off one by one till at last the cavalry arrives. Um, it's not remotely in the same league as Die Hard or anything else. We're going to stop right there because... Almost no movie is in the league of Die Hard. That Die Hard is arguably the greatest action movie ever made. It, it's certainly in the running for it. So yeah, there's definitely an argument. Must every movie that. live up to Die Hard? Jesus Christ! Um, <laughs> it is an appallingly stupid, moronic film, which would insult the intelligence of the average cocker spaniel. Granted, Banderas was never a Hollywood A-lister. Also, not true. Very much a Hollywood it's A-lister. Definitely not true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it must kill him deep inside to participate in such rubbish, given some of the decent movies he has made in his native Spain. Save yourself. It's already too late for me. One out of ten stars. That's a, a bit harsh, I think. <laughs> uh... Well, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it, it's, it's, it's really too harsh, man. I don't... Uh... We just spent like two hours talking about how this movie makes sense. Like it actually yeah. weirdly makes sense most of the time. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I, I don't I don't. Uh, yeah, I thought that was a. Uh... It's no die hard, I guess. Yeah. Uh, all right, here. Uh, the this review uh, comes to us from Wild Bunch Eight, and okay. uh, the review is titled "Enjoy the Fantasy." Enjoy the Hollywood fantasy. Sure, it's a little far fetched. But that's movie making, not reality TV, which is also pretty far-fetched, but okay. Um, Enjoy the ride. Don't be too critical. Some good acting, a good story, some interesting techniques I had not seen before, or maybe just not remember seeing. I just let it roll, having an open mind for what was unfolding. Just enjoy the movie. Action. That's how, literally the last sentence is just the word action. Yes, that is a legitimate advice for this movie just just experience yeah it. it's fine it, does, <laughs> I, it doesn't need to you know reinvent the action it's a valid movie. uh review the weird part i just love at the end was him just going action action yeah yeah uh now our old pal bruce unfortunately didn't see this movie however uh the movie this kept reminding me of was the film assault on precinct 13 mm-hmm. it has that mm-hmm. structure so i do have bruce's review of that movie in another oh, segment boy. called The Winning Opinion. <laughs> Here, this, this is a review from time. Bruce. It literally never gets old, John. Oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
Bruce's review, he wants to, you know what? He cares about the people who read his reviews, all right? Because yes. he, he cares about us, John. He does, because he warns us. This starts with a warning. It says, mm. warning, several very loud explosions. <laughs> just, just to let you know, all right? So here's okay. his review of Assault on Precinct 13. 235, okay. 5.1. Happy with aspect ratio and sound there. I don't like snow and cold weather. I do like all the shooting. <laughs> God, we're just learning. We need to compile a list of all of Bruce's likes and dislikes. Uh, we just do. to get a real good psychological profile of this man. That might be uh, my favorite opening to any of his reviews. <laughs> I don't like, uh, what is it? I don't like snow... I don't like snow and cold weather. I do like all the shooting. <laughs> this one was recommended in email from Amazon Prime Video. And y'all do know what I like. Therefore, I put three out of the four recommendations on my watch list. Five out of five. He, Bruce does assume that Amazon, a, a single human being who's yeah. just like, you know what? I think Bruce would like this one. Here he, you go. He writes these reviews to Amazon. They're directed. I mean, that's my, I, that's another one of my favorites. Y'all know what I like Amazon. <laughs> and, and Hey, you should also know I put some other recommendations in my watch list. <laughs> and the only thing he says about the movie is he does not like the cold and the snow, which by the way, in movies, I, it's not clear. I yeah. think maybe watching a, a cold and snowy movie reminds him of experiencing it in person. You know what I mean? Yeah, He's yeah. got very strong sense memory. Yes, um, and that bothered him, but what made up for that was all the shooting. Mm, yes, exactly. Because he does like exactly. that, of course. We know he likes the shooting and the kicking and the punching. That's like the most boiled down bruce review in, a, in some ways oh, but we also do get to learn a new facet about i know him. that's one of the best things about the bruce winning review is is how <laughs> how rounded a person we're getting to know here so yeah. there you go that's bruce winning mm -hmm. uh and uh his review uh well this one this one we actually did like but listen uh let's see if we can't come up with something better and i'm gonna say this one is gonna be a re-teaming of the two main actors from this so this will once again be banderas and kingsley in a movie okay. that we will come up with based on uh, whatever we get from our handy dandy action movie title generator. And mm. here it comes. It's gonna, ending. It is. It's going to, it's going to randomize uh, a, a, a title for us right now. And here the title comes and it is, <laughs> listen, we're getting some vague ones these days. Fatal action. <laughs> okay. Antonio Banderas. Ben Kingsley in Fatal Action. So, okay. This is what I'm thinking. All right. It's It, it takes place on a movie set. Okay. They're filming an action movie. All right. Antonio Banderas is the star. He's the action hero. Okay. Ben Kingsley is the director. Gotcha. So throughout the course, so Banderas discovers that like as these series of stunts gets more and more dangerous, that a plot is uncovered to where uh, Ben Kingsley is trying to kill Antonio Banderas oh, on the filming of this movie. Is it an insurance scam? Yes. 
Got Maybe. it. I don't know. Or it's a personal vendetta. I well, what I, I was saying, like, like the whole thing, if the movie's in debt and they have him insured, if he dies on set, mm. they get the money from that. Maybe. Gotcha. Ooh, let's, let's add this. Maybe Ben Kingsley's not just a bad guy. He's in debt to the mob, so he needs the insurance yeah. money. He's pushed to the edge because then the two of them can team up against the real villain, played by Eric Roberts. I'm just throwing him yes. for the hell of it. Who's the I was mob say boss? Danny Trejo. Well, well wait, 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 Eric Roberts is the mob boss. Trejo is his henchman. There you go. There Great. We, yes, perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got a real spectrum of acting talent there. Um, <laughs> we really do. You don't understand. I have to kill you, or my family will be murdered. Because um, yes, he's because exactly. he, he he bet he's 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 got a gambling problem, and Banderas is a guy who. Uh, here's here's the arc you give him, right? He plays an action hero, but in real life, he's not a cool, tough guy. And he has to rise to the occasion here to fight mm. the mob. Um, mm. And maybe we yeah. also have the film's technical advisor who is an actual tough guy, and that is Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> Let's just bring in everybody. Yeah, that's Everybody's it. in this movie. All right, here, all right, Antonio, here's what you're going to do in this. Uh <laughs> So we're going to have an explosion happen over here, and then you're going to run through and jump through the glass like this, okay? And then we're – yeah. No, I, I can visualize this. This this, this, this kind of sounds all right. Uh... Yeah. What a spectrum. We've got everything between uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin and Sir Ben, <laughs> Sir ben, Kingsley, Sir ben Kingsley is yeah. represented in this, in this film. Indeed, yeah. Well, that, that sounds pretty cool. So uh... – Yeah. Fatal Action is coming to a red box near you. Be sure to look out for that. Uh, Listman, next week on the show, uh, we're going to stay in the year 2017. Uh, We we did two 1986 movies. We did two. We're doing two 2017 movies, which was not the plan, but uh, just kind of happened that way. I like it. Um, And next week, we'll be reviewing a movie called Altitude. Okay. This <laughs> Let me guess. There's some sort of mountain climbing aspect of it, or oh no 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 no, it's a plane movie, Lisman. Oh uh, okay. Yeah, it's a plane movie I... starring Denise Richards. Okay. Chuck Liddell, MMA legend Chuck Liddell. Okay. And Dolph Lundgren. Okay. Now uh, let me remind you, John. Yeah. The last movie that we saw with Denise Richards. Mm-hmm also was about airplanes it's true and remember she was in like 30 seconds of it yeah this is a denise richards vehicle she is the star of this movie which is not something to look forward to (laughs) no yeah i don't i don't i don't really when i think of denise richards i don't think action movie star you know well here you go and dolph is the bad guy and oh my god i'm also looking at the cast here also in the film, Jonathan Lipnicki, who, if you recall, was the little kid with glasses and Jerry Maguire. Okay. Hey, <laughs> that's something. To, He's something still to working. Oh, my God. And listen, if you recall, that uh, movie Money Plane starred Frazier Crane himself, Kelsey Grammer. This movie stars Greer Grammer, his daughter. She's in this. Oh. So okay. this is weirdly the, thre- con- the through lines, the threads is weirdly are, connected. connected. These two films, um, yeah. uh, would you like the tagline for altitude? Yeah, this is not going to help with the connections to that because no. the tagline, which is very lame, is just a heist 
at 30,000 feet. Sounds very familiar, John. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's altitude next week on the action shelf. Yeah, I think we're we're gonna we're gonna be in a much worse position than we were this week. Um, <laughs> and just out of curiosity, John, in yeah. case our listeners want to watch the movie mm-hmm, with us, mm-hmm. uh, what where where can they find this? Well, movie? Lisbon, as always, is a sign of quality. This movie is available for free in its entirety on YouTube. Once again, okay. not illegally pirated up nope. from the studio that made it has put it up. So they're just like, please, anybody watch this. Just anybody. If you recall, please. the last movie we did like that was Killing Season. So if it's anything yeah. like that, yeah, it's Altitude no. next week for free on YouTube uh, on the action shelf. So oh join us, won't you? It's And you know what's the exact same runtime as this? We get another blissful 88 minutes of screen time well at least there's that yeah we have that to look forward to yeah so check out altitude next week uh but that is going to wrap up this week's episode of the action shelf i'm john campbell i'm michael listman till next week get yourself some action the action shelf The Action Shelf is part of the Panel Up Podcast Network. Remember to follow us on social media. We're at Action Shelf Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And you can email us at actionshelfpod at gmail.com. Of course, you can also support the entire network by heading over to patreon.com slash panelup to get cool, exclusive bonus content. Oh,